Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the GLP Report Podcast Live. This is week, I don't even know. Wow. <laughs> 12, oh my god, <laughs> thankfully someone is keeping counts. I left the video was wrong, but you posted. No. It's definitely not 12, but um, it's um, something like that. Okay. It's episode 12, but it's not week 12 of, of lockdown. Well, not for uh, me. There's never been lockdown. Yeah, I mean, here in the UK, we're still not sure if we're still in lockdown or not. I think we are. <laughs> but let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. um, hi, everyone. We have the usual gang tonight. Uh, Jeff from GLP Town Square. Hello. Hey. Um, Elliot from Elliot. Hello. Hi. Uh, Patrick from GLP Report. <laughs> hi. Oh god, you okay, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, I'm well, should I not? I just had to agree, maybe that's... You're free. You're like one of the few here to be free. Yeah. Um, and also Viv is free. Hi, Viv. Hi. Viv went and got gelato today. I was so jealous. Oh, god. <laughs> it was so good. I don't even know what that is anymore. Um, it's ice cream. Good yeah, ice no, cream. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Very good ice cream. Uh, I think in the last however many weeks, I have gone as far as the grocery store and back. Like this is life at the moment, right? Yeah, I took I took one bike ride uh, close to the center, <laughs> and it was just kind of like, wow, what is, what is this? What is all this? I forgot about all this. Um, they they have trains and they go underground. Yeah. What? <laughs> they have all those things. <laughs> and what are trains? Uh, and uh, Darren is back uh, this week. Hi, Darren. Hello, hi. Hi. Um, last week you were uh, d- uh, delivering... In Rotterdam. You would... Yeah, you wish. <laughs> I, should, I should, should have been in Rotterdam. We don't talk about that. But you were, but you were delivering some... Um, PPE, to, PPE to the people that need it. It's part of my job, yeah. We have volunteered, so yeah, I've done my bit. So Very cool. Sure felt, felt good. <laughs> Very good. A PPE is one of those words that we, we just never knew we we had to <laughs> know but now everyone knows what it is hey you got some ppe yeah um <laughs> so um in disneyland paris news absolutely nothing right well no there was something don't be silly um, we got the photo of the guy posing outside oh, oh whoa 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 we also have david on the show everybody let's not forget oh david. my god i forgot david <laughs> Don't put your crap on David this week just because you pulled up two weeks ago. It's normally Patrick, right? Nice. <laughs> yeah, really he's been David at home for too long now. No, but he's still here, so he should get hello. I know. Hi, David. It's, how are you? I am only one natural lockdown still. I'm going to start making a list, like a written list, because, you know, we used to have three people on this show, and now we have, like, <laughs> I don't even know. And everyone was in front of you. You have my, most of the listeners now on the show. <laughs> hey, don't say that. <laughs> I'm joking, joking, joking. No, we have, we have plenty of people listening at home who are not on the show. <laughs> uh, and also, um, a lot of people are listening to the replay show, so if you are listening on our podcast feed, welcome, hello. Um, there's literally hundreds because uh, not everyone can be here on Monday night. Even though um, I mean, in what the UK, are they doing? do they uh, have well, like live like plans? Because I would really like to know. These <laughs> well, in, well, in in some parts of Europe, they might, right? Uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm so jealous. I hope I hope all the listening back. 
hope all these people that are listening back on like another day that's not Monday because they're busy on Mondays. I'm like, well done you. I, I'm kind of jealous of your life because you've got something else better to do on a Monday night. Well right, but I mean, <laughs> some people might be like with family or doing... Yeah, that's great. I wish I could be like that. Well done, people. I don't think I don't think they're like out clubbing uh, <laughs> or at dinner out out at dinner. Anyway, I, I would like to just do something that's not sitting at home. That would be good. I guess I go clubbing then. Well, that too. He'd even do that. Yeah, <laughs> you like, can go to hurricanes. Going to a charity shop at the moment, like they're closed. <laughs> yeah. Sue is so angry. Poor Sue. She's shut the being shut down. Hope you get the reference. Mm, nope. So, Liz, no. Liz, Liz, we get the reference. <laughs> All right. Mm, no. 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 I'm going to send you some videos no. after this of the iconic charity shop Sue. Oh Are yes. Oh yes. Yeah. I have seen. I have seen on Twitter, on Instagram, yeah. on, on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Is it a TikTok thing? I feel like yeah, it's a she TikTok. is a TikTok thing. She yeah. is a TikTok thing. So if you're not a TikTok <laughs> kid like me. Uh, you might not know. I don't do TikTok either. You do? You should. You should. You should. <laughs> I swear I only had one cocktail today. Um, with like TikTok is, you can time for another. the app, right? And then you just sit there for half an hour watching nonsense. Oh my god, yeah. The best, you, the best. you fall into the TikTok, like, you know, warp, that's for sure. And they make it so easy. Like, you don't even have to do anything. You just swipe and you've got a new video. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, uh, Disneyland Paris news. There is um, something. Well, they've opened kind of. that corridor. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that oh. this is news, but you know, you work with you work with what you're given. <laughs> do you want to know a fun fact that Jeff told me? You in France, you have the legal right to go to the security guard uh, if you're just passing through and skip the queue, and a security guard walks oh, you yeah, to the this other is side. A thing. Yeah, like well, I don't know if it's day. still a thing because there's an RER entrance now. But I guess it could be because now they've split the bus stop into two sides because reasons. Um. Yeah, well, because I think Disney just wants exclusive use of the train station side. Yeah, for their for so, like their hotel. But then you have buses you have the and all problem stuff. of. So the reason you can go through security is because they decided that that Indigo parking you had to be able to go to the train station from there. So they were like, okay, well, we want that extra ARIA entrance so that we don't have to let people through without going through security. So they built it. Even though and who then parks like, there, like for all, all day to go to Paris? What is, sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They just, that was a ruling somewhere yeah. once upon a time. And so they built this extra entrance and they're like, okay, well, now you don't have to walk through. We can put out permanent security and great. And then they built an extra bus station, and they kind of screwed themselves back up again. <laughs> well, but oh, that is still right. Have to go to the TV. Right. right. So if you take the bus and you get there, then um, and you need to take the oh, right the TGV. Okay. Yeah, and you can't have so Disney just having exclusive use of decide with the train station because there's a TGV station there so people might want to take the bus and go on the TGV well, so, you, might, you might also just, just get through the damn Disneyland Paris security it's not that invasive I mean but you can't if you take through say alcohol uh, mm-hmm. you will okay. be stopped but I mean because you can't take through alcohol I actually think it would have made more sense for Disneyland Paris to take the side 
at the Indigo Parking and have that as their bus station. Yeah, that would make more sense. Well, but then um... you have then you have all the other hotels. So like New yeah. York, I know it doesn't need a bus, but hey, it's gonna get one. Uh, and Cheyenne. Which uh, it's a long way round. Has to go the long way round. Yeah, it would be the long way round. Yeah. And if you go to Sequoia Lodge, the way you would have to go to Sequoia Lodge now from the bus station is you would go if it was a south bus station. I mean, you'd have to go up to that roundabout, the new one, and then go around it and come back. Like you can't turn into it anymore. Oh yeah. Oh no, but they don't remember when Hotel New York had a bus. It will get a bus again. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. I swear, no. I swear at one point I used to share a bus with Sequoia like it was New York. It does, um, yeah. It still does. In, yeah. The, in the mornings, they share with Newport and Sequoia. Yeah. Do you remember when Lake Disney had a train? Yes. It was fun. Lake, Di- Lake Disney used to have a train. Yeah, it's like, like a one little, of those little tourist trains. A little oh, mini like, train, like, you know, like, like mini spring train, but... Nothing. Because I knew, like, it would pick people up from the hotel. It's like a really long golf cart, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it would take you from, uh, yeah, because originally, uh, didn't they have boat service originally? Well, the, the um, stations yeah, are there, yeah, aren't they? they? Yeah. Outside each hotel, they had the state. They've got the stations, which would have been the boat. Yeah. Servicing yeah, and they're still the boat. There so, on Newport and Sequoia, they're still there. Yeah, the that's hub. right. Yeah. I feel because like that was such a good idea. But is, and they've already like done the boat. They've already done the river up to where the third park would sit. Like you can see it on Google Maps that it goes all the way left at Newport and all the way up to where the site for the third park is. But it's also the marina for the, you know, yeah, for the wonderful all floats the... that we have for our shows on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> but like at the moment, Newport, just those little Newport water is actually a, like a long walk. It's longer than it looks. Yeah. So yeah, but well, it's not, I mean, it's not a long walk. It's still like 20 minutes. Well, if, you're in a room, if you're in a room at the end <laughs> of the last hallway, then it's literally it takes you 20 minutes to get to the lobby and then 20 minutes to get to the park. <laughs> when you yeah. get into the hotel, yeah. You need to <laughs> leave like an hour before whatever your table reservation. If you're eating at Captain Jack's, which is kind of in the back, then you're pretty much, you have to leave an hour and a half before your reservation. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> true, though. It's been course, there, done that. It's been there, done that. The, the event thing. You have to walk all the way around past Sequoia. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they had the boat service, but obviously that's low on the list of things for them to be paying for. Like, Yeah, that'd be cute, know. but I mean, it would also be like such a quick boat ride. If you go to... It, if you're staying at um, the Dolphin in Disney World, you can get the boat and all the way to Epcot, and that's actually uh, all the way to Hollywood Studios, uh, which is actually quite a long ride. Um, yeah, it doesn't make like... any sense anymore because of the security cordons. So oh, they yeah, now true. have the security at Disney Village. Yeah, right. you would need but to what, move what I've that never understood if you had about a that is that if you put a security checkpoint on the path to Cheyenne, all the guests are checked. They go into the hotels anyway, so that could be a secure zone. Uh, as long you as you still have the bridge. What bridge? The Between bridge. Santa Fe and Cheyenne. And Fine, the, the but... one the road goes across as well. Yeah. Fine, so but, if you, drop no, down but if you drop down and if you put the checkpoint like next to Sequoia, so like Sequoia guests wouldn't have to go through it, but at the end of the path, you know, uh, Sequoia lodge guests would have to go through it because the lodges. Yeah, because of the separate buildings. Yeah, my my question is, like currently they have two tents. They have one behind, well, by McDonald's for when you come in from. 
Newport, and they have one going towards uh, Hotel New York. New York, yeah. They could use the same amount of staff and just have three at the exits of each of the hotels, and then the entire lake area could be. A no, but that's what, I was just, that's what I was trying to say. But then lodges and the yeah. Area. Oh, they did. Sorry. They did that for a while, didn't they? At the Newports, that I think, or maybe they did yeah, for they a while. Did move it, yeah. They did for a while, and it works really well. But that's because the yeah. side to go to. Oh, that was blocked for. That was years, blocked on one side, so you could, you yeah. could only go down to the park. But then I also feel like they could just move the um, checkpoint to by the exit of the pathway, and because all guests that go into New York are checked as they go in anyway. So you would skip them going through security, which would decrease people going through because they've been checked in the hotel already, and then have a secure zone just for Sequoia guests, and then have Newport the other side. I don't know. Well, that'll you be for temp- to- that'll be for temperature checks next. Yeah, yeah, we, have <laughs> yeah. To, we have to assume that all of these security considerations have already been made. I'm sure that yeah. I'm sure that the secure zone exists because that's what they can secure mm-hmm. yeah oh people can come up through the lake as well i suppose because the lake Great. does also drop onto uh it's a public area yeah. around by the marina type area there's a bridge there yeah, yeah. but you can't go on there yeah i'm sure people can find ways <laughs> right um... i'm sure people have found ways in the past as well yeah. But uh, but like it's secu- security at Sequoia is no joke. Like they have people standing on the hills observing everyone coming in. Like I tried to go for dinner at the restaurant once, and they wouldn't let me in through the um into the parking lot until I found the reservation on my phone. Like, no time I went to Sequoia Lodge, and literally there was a door open that you have to bring, like coming in from the car park, and you have to go in through the security entrance or whatever. And then there was another door that was just open, and I walked through that one. I didn't even go because I didn't even I didn't know I'd never been at Sequoia Lodge before. I was like, I'm just gonna walk through this door because it's open. And I literally got into the lobby without having my bag scanned or whatever. I was like, Great. yeah, but you could do that because you could just walk right at the car park, walk round the back, and then there's no security check there anyway. It's super easy to get into Sequoia without going through security checks. That I'm is not true. Going to like tell if you, you go through the lodges, <laughs> if you just walk yeah. through the lodges, then you're yeah. just at Lake Disney. Yeah. And then you just walk around the back. So everyone's that's going in probably... getting their luggage scanned, whereas there are ways to get into Sequoia without having your luggage scanned. Yeah. But that's probably don't... why they're so We don't advise people... this. No, yeah. but, but... <laughs> no, it's there, it's there for There's a reason there is security. Last time I stayed at Sequoia, there were people standing on the hills with guns in little huts and observing everyone walking in. So they obviously know about it. And they take it they, quite seriously. They knew you were when magic gets real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they knew I was coming. And then they got rid of me a week later. Yeah. Um, so, Jeff, what other news do we have from Disneyland Paris? Uh, well, it's not kind of from Disneyland Paris, but it's something that people will know. Um, the actor Michel Piccoli, who played oh. Jules Verne in The Visionarium, has died today, actually. Oh, I did not know. Um, oh, he was 94. Did well. This is not pandemic. Um, there's also somebody else who died actually this week who was quite important in Disneyland yeah. Paris. Um, give me a moment, I will find their names. Did she, she die because of Corona or did she just die because of her age? Uh, age. Okay. Can we change uh, Buzz Lightyear back into the Visionarium for a mourning period? 
and then keep it forever. Imagine. Somebody else who was super important. <laughs> like Captain Let's just remove everything. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Trying to remind Willard? myself. Willard? Somebody who did sort of a lot of the architectural plans for the resort died. This oh, time as well. of course, yeah. Um, yes, look, look on Rich's feed or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Eddie Sotter tweeted it, but it looks like he's deleted it. Oh, maybe they didn't die. Maybe Tom Morris, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, it was Tom Morris. Uh, Bob Smith. Tom Morris he's got a window bad. on um, above Casey's corner. Um, yeah. And yeah. he was the vice president for architecture, apparently. What a cool title! I know, right? I have. I'm Stay. looking for because I remember we um, in our little chat things we had researched um, what he was doing. Um, yes. And I have it somewhere, but um, I don't the know. Imagineers went to him and said, "I have this cool design. If we build it, will it like stay standing up?" <laughs> that would that so, be a job. Kind of a depressing news week, but um, yeah. yeah. But we also two got kind of that, important uh, people. So we also got that like amazing photo of the random guy outside Dumbo. Yes. <laughs> and we got to we got to enjoy a live stream of Mickey and the Magician starring Mickey from the Lung, the Lion King, Jungle Book, uh, and Frozen. I yeah. love <laughs> all those movies. Oh man. <laughs> If you like that, Toon Studios oh. have a great video of it. <laughs> I found it. So Bob, Bob Smith, uh, Mr. Smith, was the supervisor of the progress of architectural po- uh, design parkwide. All of the drawing packages were submitted through him and then on through the French approval process. So he was uh, yeah, quite an important guy. Making, Interesting. Making magic but, happen. You need someone to do that. <laughs> credit where credit's due. I did enjoy the informational book on the mountain video today. What yeah, video? That, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, they released yeah, a video cool. like you know, right, ride along with information like from the US part. They did one for like DLP, and they even explained a bit of the Thundermaster story, which I thought was quite cute. Hmm. Right. And we're not going to talk about the fact that yesterday when they promoted their watch party, they put a <laughs> link to a um, tune. What is it? A tune Studio, Studios. Tune Studios. Um, you know, video uh, fan video in their tweets <laughs> instead of. <laughs> I don't know what, instead of the watch party link. They said, what was it? It was like, come watch this at 4pm. It just linked to a random fan video of the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> and But then they deleted and redid it when they realized. But like, who who had a link? Who had a link to that video in their phone or draft? Or I'm just so confused sometimes. Somebody, whoever was Stop watching it clearly this. just, I don't know. Yeah, Someone was weird. watching it before and just put that link in instead of the other <laughs> He's like, link. Oh, this thing's actually pretty good. Let's promote it. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, why is this on purpose? But I don't think it was. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but it was cool to see uh, Mickey and the Magician in like a new version, I guess. Uh, I feel like we need to uh, save all those videos because I feel like when the park reopens, they're all going to be deleted. No, there's, mm-hmm. they're, they're probably, they're, they'll probably just stay on the YouTube channel. You think so? I feel like they're yeah, just posting them now because and then when almost opens... all of the videos already were on their YouTube channel. They just oh, they're like they just updated them with the new cover, and that's uh... it. Hey, don't forget, don't forget the wonderful world of Disney parades cast member videos that came out oh, this week. Yeah. Wasn't oh it? yeah, that was great. That was that really was cute. fun. Yeah. That was really well done. So if you haven't seen 160 former Disney <laughs> cast member. Uh, 
got together. I guess they have a group chat, probably, or <laughs> something somewhere on Facebook. <laughs> clearly, 2001, 2007. Right? I mean, they must have, like, a, a group chat. And I guess someone was like, guys, let's just redo the whole dance. And so everyone sent in their videos, and they all got put together. And it was a lot of them. And some of them were wearing costumes, and some of them were doing funny things. Had their children doing it. As some well. of them still had their name tags from back in the day. And, um... Some had costumes as well, like the original Steamboat Willie costumes are still there. Some of the... Um, as if someone the just sweeps, that home. Like, the Beauty and the like, Beast oh, yeah. kitchen outfits. Yeah. you got to watch to the end as well, because there's a really a brilliant moment at the yeah. end, which is <laughs> yeah, so yeah. good. Do you, know what, do you know what I realized when I watched that, though? I realized that choreography in Disneyland Paris has barely changed. Right. <laughs> they basically do the same thing. I mean, parade choreography, <laughs> like, how many options do you have? Like, they remember they, they, they have to do it 30 times. Yeah. They mm. all do, like, the thing where they, they like, do the, the fist bumps and they walk with them, like, with next to their chest. So they, they still do those. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, favorite, my favorite parade move was in Magic on Parade when the music ended and they were all frozen for five seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. and then it would go again from the start <laughs> people think it's going to be another track but oh no it's the same one no. yeah. uh, anyways I feel like people that dance the parade route I'm like fair play to them sometimes I walk the parade route and I'm out of breath and these people dance the whole thing for like 25 minutes <laughs> I know, right? are you insane people that's why they used to get breaks <laughs> I mean, people who and, and also, and like in the summer you know like Disney character friends who who danced the parade in the summer? Like that must be that must just be death. Um, I'm remember... getting this summer off. <laughs> yes, they are. Smile and wave, smile and wave. That's all you're gonna do. <laughs> you smile and wave for distance. Um, talking about. Yeah, Viv watched Jungle Book Drive on the day that it was like 39 degrees. Oh, that yeah. was oh, something. Yeah. Guys. This year we're just gonna stuff you on Casey Jr. and you're just gonna wave for it. <laughs> Well, it was cancelled. Jungle Book Drive was cancelled a lot on the first few weeks, including on the press event weekend. They only performed like the strict minimum to show the press, but it was really, really warm weekends. Yeah. Um, and the weeks after that, it was also very warm. So, yeah. Um, Forty-two so, degrees. Talking about smile and wave. Um, something else is reopen uh, is reopening soon. It's Disney Springs. Yeah. At Walt Good Disney luck. World. Good luck. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I, so, you know, Americans, uh, the <laughs> big debate, Sorry. the Are mask. Are going to talk about the liability clause as well? Because that feels like it's important. And the mask. <laughs> I mean... The mask people are very no, upset about they, having um, to wear a mask. It's too hot. Also, it's like freedom. They updated the resort terms and conditions as well, saying by entering the Walt Disney World Resort, you agreed that you're undertaking these risks under your own. You're joking. <laughs> free will and uh, you know, it literally you get, says it's likely that COVID nineteen will be spreading in our resort. It says something like that. <laughs> I'll find the exact phrasing because it is completely bonkers. Wow. I wonder if France will have that. Are we even allowed to put that in our terms and conditions? Um, so um, yeah, uh, I this, is, this is Springs is going to reopen on Monday. No, Saturday. No, Wednesday. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> when is the twentieth? Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. They're opening the on Wednesday. The 20th, right? The Wednesday. same day as Efteling. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Here, here you go. <laughs> this, is, this is the exact wording. Uh, we've taken enhanced health and safety measures for you, our other guests, and cast members. You must follow all posted instructions while visiting Disney Springs. 
An inherent risk of exposure to COVID-19 exists in any public place where people are present. COVID-19 is an extremely dangerous disease, which can lead to severe illness and death, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Senior citizens and guests with underlying medical conditions are especially vulnerable. By visiting Disney Springs, you voluntarily assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19. Let's keep each other health and safety. No, but have you ever seen like American TV ads where it's like, oh, here's this uh, uh, for your hair loss. Stop your hair loss with decoxetin. And, <laughs> and like side effects <laughs> may include stroke, heart attack, death, cancer, some sk- severe skin conditions. I'm like, okay, I'd rather just use my hair than take this medication that would potentially my, kill me. It's like, favorite, side like as you're entering food. Disneyland or all the turnstiles, it basically says like, if you come here, you will get cancer. No, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I understand. I understand where they're coming from because you know America is kind of the land of the liability lawsuit. Like people sue because the McDonald's coffee is too hot. You know, that's like the landmark case no, on that. People sue. It's not sue. People sue because because McDonald's coffee is hot. People like win. Like that's the crazy right. thing. Like, America. but I think, but I think, like, Disney is like, well, people are gonna come to our theme parks, and then they're gonna, if they catch COVID nineteen, they're gonna sue us for like, you know, five billion dollars and saying that it's our fault that they ca- they caught it. So by putting that clause in, at least, you know, the judge will do whatever he wants with it. But at least they I have. Suppose a clause you in have there. to, you'd have to prove negligence, right? Right, and so you know, Disney is not going to be negligent. They're gonna have signs posted everywhere. They're gonna have mask on cast members they're gonna have like hand sanitizer everywhere and social distancing so yeah um ash says i can't wait until it happens here in glp hey everyone disney village is reopening please be excited it'd be so hard for someone to prove that they caught it on disney property like because obviously yeah because I i don't think you can prove it at all well, where you, you can kind it. of calculate like the incubation period, but I mean that's different for everyone. And... Well, yeah. in Shanghai, Shanghai Disneyland sort of do have a way of doing this because they're logging government IDs and things like that, and they're facilitating contact tracing. So by entering Shanghai Disneyland, you've given over your health ID. Yeah, but over I don't, your passport I, I don't think Shanghai Disneyland. I just think it's because you live in China. They're like you're sure you, it's kind of it's a lot easier to just... do, but. You kind of just, I don't think it, France allows that. No, well, like, it's just the whole point of, like, the Chinese government will do what they want, and as soon as you enter their sort of like, and we're contracting, we're tracing you, and we're like, but there's no disease, and like, we're tracing you anyway, so, like, it's like, I think it's just a difference in kind of culture, maybe, because, like, yeah. the whole, the whole yeah. like, green QR code, like, health code scans and stuff like that, like, in, in theory, it's a fantastic idea. I think in practice, mm-hmm. though, because, like, They've, I, I'm sure other countries have talked about it as well, but I know in France they've been talking about this whole Stop COVID-19 app that you're meant to download and it's like a voluntary anonymous thing and it's meant to give you a notification if you're either coming into contact with someone that's either being diagnosed and blah, 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 blah. But the fundamental flaw is they can't enforce it. They can't make everyone have the app. Yeah. Even yeah. When, uh, if they can't make you have the app like they can in China, uh, well, is it really worth it? Because if it's like six people that don't have COVID nineteen, and then a hundred people that do but don't have the app, like, what's the point? Yeah. You need for the app to work, it has to be sixty percent of the population using it. Yeah, that's a if, lot. If you if you want to laugh though, um, go to the Disney Parks blog. Um, go have a read of the comments about any posts about springs or resorts reopening. Um, 
They're awful. People uh, do not want to wear face masks. No. <laughs> like, and I don't get and it by because people, like, I mean like a small minority of people. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's always really the vocal ones. Minority. It's always the vocal ones. And like, if you don't want to wear a mask, then don't come to the parks. But I mean, it's I've, been, you know, see, I, th- I think people don't understand about masks is that it doesn't really protect yourself, and that's fine because you know you'll inhale the air, uh, but it protects other people because when you speak and when you cough and when you just live you project things from your mouth as i am right now yeah, it's also and it's, so it's like a, a mask reminder as well isn't it yeah and it's also yeah it's also a reminder and to be honest like i you know the other day i went biking with a um, surgical mask on and they're actually pretty light and they're fine i feel i like them better than the cloth ones they're not as pretty and they don't have disney design on it but they're actually a bit lighter and um, that was totally fine biking with well, it have you, have you seen like in City Walk and Universal that opened up last week? Like everyone, they they've put out the whole like you have to have masks and you have to wash your hands and blah blah. blah. And like there was like queues, like long queues to get into the car park so that people could get in. So I I feel bad because I know Americans in general kind of get a bad rep because there's like there's like a few crazies that like to shout really loud and kind of give a bad image to everyone. But I do think like when you look at City Walk and what's happening last week in Universal, I do think there are like people that want to be in these places and that will accept the rules. But there's just no jobs that are just willing to scream a hundred times louder than like the actual same people. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty safe to say that if and when, no, what if, okay, when Disneyland Paris reopen, we'll have the same, requirement probably to wear a mask um i I think so and i think it'd be smart for paris because obviously the problem with paris is that a lot of people will be coming from across europe and every country has different rules about face masks um so i i think the resort should try and take precautions to have a bunch on hand and maybe to sell some in the shops and have that reserved because if you're coming from the uk where face masks are advised but not enforced in any way, guests might not have a face mask. Yeah. Like, yeah. they might just show up to the resort and have no idea they have to wear one. And we can't well, really buy them. But then, the other countries but, can't buy them. They but then they're the also... Supplies. But they're also obligated on Eurostar and stuff, aren't they? So then yeah. people coming from the yeah. UK would need one if they're traveling by that. And by plane, I think they are also being obligated to wear one. Uh, well, it's down to the airline because UK airports okay. you don't have to. So if EasyJet, which is kind of registered as a UK airline, so they don't have to enforce it if they don't want to. I don't. They haven't actually announced anything yet. Um, yeah. Well, we're so, looking and for. And even Ryanair, they're just giving you one disposable face mask. So if you fly on Ryanair, you'll get a face mask, and when you're done with it, and that's it. You don't have a face mask yet. Yeah. Yeah, but that, yeah okay. But that's, that's also another thing, though. And I, I know it's hard because like there's so many different countries in Europe, but that's something that like if you are in like intent on traveling, that is something that you should be kind of considering because like you said in the UK, they're not being they're advised but not enforced, so like you can get away with not having one. But that information's already trickling down to people that are kind of like looking at the news every night or every couple of days. So it is something that people are aware of. So if you are going to be traveling in any way, shape, or form. You should at least be like I went out for a walk yesterday, and uh, uh, where I am, uh, they like they there's signs everywhere saying, "Oh, it's an it's advised but not enforced." But I walked on onto this kind of specific street, 
Um, and because it was a street that was quite busy and had a lot of people, they were like, no, you need to have a mask to wear here. So I had my mask in my pocket, put it on my face and just walk, walk through the street because that's where they can't really control social distancing. So I, I think Darren, like, Darren was making a point a second ago that in the UK, you, you can't buy them. I, I had no, no, I, no idea where them? to go. Well, they're all sold I, would, I wouldn't know where to go, no. I mean, just looking no. at the Euro, Eurostar website. Um, car shops, says, by the way, if you're listening and you want to run car repair shops. <laughs> the Eurostar website says um, Eurostar asks the customers bring their own mask with them, adding that any type of mask is suitable as long as it effectively covers your nose and mouth. So you could use a scarf or something, I suppose. <laughs> in Germany, you're allowed to anything that will cover your face, including headscarves or winter scarves, as long as it covers your nose and mouth. They, it doesn't need to technically. Yeah, be. yeah. But it's I, just I think, that it's, I think it's, you know that shows that it's just to prevent you from projecting your yeah. Your yeah, but I think it would be smart for Disney to just have a precaution so that guests that might not have them or want to buy yeah. them. Uh, they can have that, and I think that there is time to produce them. And, well, we were and looking can... for new ideas for shops at Disney Village. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the mask Disney... store. <laughs> the cynic in me is like, the merchant Disneyland Paris is so bad, I wouldn't be expecting them, like masks anytime soon. Remember the time fidget spinners were a thing, and then two years later, fidget spinners <laughs> were just be, just To shop. be fair to Disneyland Paris, they were well ahead on hand sanitizer. They've had it for a year now. Yeah, I, that, that's true. And I then when, when COVID-19 came, they sold out in a day. I can't wait for them to make no masks with a, with a Broadway poster of the <laughs> rhythms of the Pride Lane on it. Just a, a square <laughs> in the middle of the mask. Uh, <laughs> I have, uh, there's some really cool, if you're looking for a Disneyland Paris inspired wine, um, Redbubble have a lot of Disneyland Paris designs. Well, there you go. It's a real delight actually to look through them. Some of them are really inventive. The cool thing about Redbubble is that any creator, including all the Disneyland Paris fans, can just add face masks as an option to print your own design. So it's cool. Yeah. There's some really fun ones. There's a Phantom Manor one I saw. Um, there's Tony Max's smile, if that's your thing. Uh, <laughs> With the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> With the mustache, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, there's, the, there's the goat from Big Thunder Mountain with the dynamite in his mouth. Oh, there's okay, some really yeah. cool ones. Oh, okay. Cool idea. And um, if, you, um, if you know Queen Ursula, she also makes fantastic masks. I don't know if they're in stocks or how, but you know, if you follow her, she also sells some. I have one from her, which is really cool. Um, it has a little Mickey's all, all over, and um, it's very popular when I go to the grocery store. I've got a Christopher Sven one in my oh. notebooks in France. <laughs> well, two, Patrick actually. just fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> my friend I made it for me. So thank you. I will need pictures. Thank you very much. Chloe really Glenister like the made one. them for me. They're great. Nice. All right. Awesome. I really like the ones they released on Shop Disney in the US, by the way. There's some really fun designs. I wish they had those like in the European store, because they were I, great. They say that there's no plans for them, but I think they might be making plans for them. Because I hope they do. I, think yeah, they must. I mean, it's going to be... For ages. Yeah, it's going to be kind of a staple item for a while. Like, Do you have your ears and your mask? You know, Maybe they can do a combo <laughs> with ears and mask matching. I don't know. Like to be fair, set. that would be a great idea. Having like a set with like a mask and a pair of ears yeah i uh i may have bought the dapper dan's on redbubble as a dapper dan's face mask i might have bought it because i have a dapper dan's baseball cap and spirit jersey 
There you go. <laughs> you can be like Nancy Pelosi in her matching masking <laughs> outfits. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to take a musical break, and the theme this week is stage productions. So we've chosen our favorites from various stage productions around the world, but mostly in Paris. <laughs> but actually, we're going to start with one of my favorites, um, and it's from Magic Kingdom, and it's. Uh, the finale from Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, um, which I think is such a cute, amazing show that I didn't even know existed until I went a few years ago, and I was like, what is this? Um, so yeah, so we will be right back after the break with Patrick's quiz. You have a quiz, Patrick, yes? I do have a quiz, yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 uh, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, so we'll see you in two minutes. <laughs> Warm hugs for everyone! <laughs> oh, this is what I love about the Friendship Day! to the DIP report podcast. Um, it... <laughs> Guys, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you are gliding in 10 seconds. No, I feel like I've missed something. Yeah, no, it's uh, fine. Don't worry. <laughs> you did a thing. Okay. All right, you'll see me later. <laughs> it's time for the quiz. Woo. Is there a theme this week, Patrick? No. No, there is no theme. It's <laughs> the, it's just a regular hodgepodge type uh, quiz type thing. Okay. Do we still have so, to say our names? Yes, we do. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking well, in case the rule changed. I don't know because just in case the the rules changed. Yeah, what, the week the week where you can just shout the the random answer and I can just try and listen to eight people shout at me. I'll tell you that when <laughs> we changed 
It's not working. Maybe um, we can I'll... do that next week. No, we definitely <laughs> can't. Um, we would have structured fun, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> so, question number one. I tried to make it a bit Straight easier. Straight into it. Yeah, I tried to make it a bit easier. So, if the questions are dead easy, I'm sorry. I tried to make it easy. Um, okay, <clears throat> question number one. Which iconic horror movie actor lends his voice to the Phantom speech in English yeah. for Disneyland Paris's Phantom Manor attraction? Jack? Vincent Price. There you go. See, they're super easy this week. And Jeff, <laughs> for, for, Jeff was still the first one to get the answer. Great. Um, okay, question number two. Um, continuing on from last week's theme, uh, which Walt Disney Studios animation character made his Disney Parks debut in Shanghai Disneyland show Summer Blast? David. David. Maui. Yeah. Who? Maui. Maui. Moana. That, oh. Moana. that we're watching on Thursday. Anyway, next. Question number three. He said no. Me and Patrick are watching Moana on Thursday. Um, I love Moana. Remotely. I actually really don't like Mary, but I can't wait to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of annoying, isn't he? From what uh, I remember. I feel, like start, I feel like at the start of the movie, he's like arrogant and ignorant and is like, whatever. And then at the end of the movie, he's arrogant and ignorant and like, whatever. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> hey, what character profession? <laughs> Does he change yeah. in your opinion? <laughs> not, not at all. He's like <laughs> just the same arrogant Mm-hmm. At the start of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, next question. On what date will the next edition of the Disneyland Paris Pride event take place? Darren. Darren. Is it the 12th of June? No, not the 12th. It's not. Viv. Viv? The 13th of June 2021. Oh, God, did I get the wrong answer? No. no. Ben. Is it Elia? Ben. Is it 8th? June 8th? Hang on, I'm gonna research this. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I got it wrong. Well, this year it was this way it was five. No, it's twelve. 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 Is it the twelfth? Yes. What did yeah. you oh, have? Okay. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I? Can I just defend myself? I swapped the one and the two, so sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yay. What did you think? Twenty-one. Take your rainbow. Yeah, I wrote twenty-one. Okay. I'm so sorry. Uh, it was just a typo. It was a typo. Sorry. I love okay, how everyone's paying attention to the news. We don't know. <laughs> Darren, you got the point. Hooray. Okay. I'm on the scoreboard, yeah. Yeah, up to you. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Which New Orleans-style restaurant can be found aboard the Disney Wondership? Viv. Viv. Oh, shit, what's her note? I'm not like to swear, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, you can <laughs> say anything on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I, no, it's literally on the tip of my... T- is it Tiana's Palace? No, it's not. It's not Tiana's Palace, no. Oh, it's on... Elia. Elia. Tiana's Place. Correct. Oh, that's it. I was saying it's on the tip yeah. of my tongue. Because it's Tiana's Palace in the movie, but Tiana's Place in yeah. the Yeah. Why? Because, I don't because know why. Is it because she's it's fancy confusing? on the ship. She's on a ship, she's got to be fancy. She needed a new name. What a palace. <laughs> Tiana's place. Isn't Palace more... So, during the movie, she wants it to be Tiana's place, but at the end, because she's a princess, they call it Tiana's palace, but then in real life, they call it Tiana's place. It's confusing. Crazy. I think maybe it would be confusing because people people would think that there's like a castle, I don't hear like a palace. Like six people if there's like yeah. a pa- they'll think there's like a palace to visit or something, and it's like a restaurant. 
Because yeah, the palace is kind of so park near you, maybe. And they don't they don't typically like the end of film looks for Frozen Two is actually the exception because at the end of Tangled they cut Rapunzel's hair and she doesn't have that look anywhere else in the world. Oh, I wish she had that. That would be cool. At the Little Mermaid, she wears like a pink dress at the end. And she just always wears a green dress. Like it's, but, then, yeah. but then Rapunzel gets her hair back in the animated series. Yeah, true. Yeah, and then loses but, it again. But then doesn't everyone's hair grow back? So I mean, right. Poor girl, if I mean, that I had grown hair when I was a kid. <laughs> and then in Frozen, the best outfits they have are the ones at the start of the movie, and then the only ones who don't have those outfits in the park are the only ones with the end of the movie outfits. Like, why? I mean, our show outfits are not even in the movie, to be honest. Nope. <laughs> Super true, Elsa. Next question. Yeah. Oh, okay. are we getting are we getting oh, Tiana's yeah. place or in the lake for Walt Disney Studios? I, oh, I think it's been sick. Sick. I it won't. It. It's on the con. On the what? So, in the model that was in the Imagineering story, you can just about see the two like what's the word like like battle power station that it has two things sticking out, and you can just about see it in the Imagineering story. Whether it's still the plan, we don't know. Yeah, because I heard it was not the case anymore. It's like that big two-story restaurant, right? That's just right by the lake. And there's a, there's a restaurant downstairs and a restaurant upstairs. I don't know. Replaced by a snack stand. <laughs> Literally. It's going to be the festival center for like the permanent <laughs> festival we're going to have around this lake. It's just going to be another crepe place. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the... Tiana's the... place would have been so cool. Have that been like a character dining show location? Like... Where you have Tiana singing and then people bring you food. We're like yeah, so basically like on the ship. We're like a little, yeah. so we're like a little window at the side so you can get beignets like to go like yeah. the tulip bar. Oh. That would be amazing. It would be so cute. But the problem is that you know it's like the lucky nugget. Eventually, entertainment will get cancelled and then they have this sad empty stage sitting there forever. Lucky nugget entertainment doesn't get cancelled. Uh, meet Mickey Mouse. What? What? Well, meet Mickey Mouse. That was the Fantasyland Theater. Oh yeah, yeah. There was entertainment oh, there, yeah. and I mean that Lucky Nugget. So, now we have puppets, but I mean they used to be like a real, a real can-can show, thing. Yeah, a real, was, a real cool. whole followers can can thing going on, which was yeah. quite fun. Anyways, yeah, I liked it. Charles yeah. IP though, she didn't get caught. Hmm. Okay, next question. Uh, <laughs> Patrick is like, I am done with this conversation. It belongs to the game. I'm like, I feel like it's gone as far as it can go. I personally it would be amazing, but at the end of the day, when Bob uh, when Bob Chapek says we're gonna look through the budgets with a fine tooth comb, you know it's gonna be like what an absolute dice and other thing, and he's gonna be like ah, let's cut all of the following things. So I'm not expecting much of a chance. Anyway. He trims, he trims, he doesn't cut. That's what he said in the call the other week. Yeah, uh, well, I think the <laughs> he likes to trim. The different edition of court is very different. Though. He uh, he <laughs> trims the soul out of it all. <laughs> God. Um, next question: What was the first annual pass party to take place in the Walt Disney Studios Park? Jeff. Elliot. Jeff. The Tower of Terror tenth anniversary night. Yeah, correct. Um, be the Tower of Terror so much party. I love that night. It was so good. Uh, yeah, it was cool. I remember just queuing up for the key, and I was like, "What the hell am I queuing for?" And I was like, "Oh, it's merch." I was like, "But what merch is it?" And I was, 
we don't know. And I was like, I'll come back later. I came back two hours later, walked up to the till bar, and I was like, what am I buying? It's like, we're not allowed to open the box to show you. I was like, okay, can I just have one? And I was like, 29 euros, and I opened it. I was like, oh, it's a key. Yeah. Um, I went back, and then I went the next day and bought one. <laughs> Didn't even go to the party, and I still got one the next day. So, you know. That was, was so just, fun. Did, like, I loved dressing up in a tux. That was so good. That was the start of the mess with the keys. Right. It oh, prevented like the keys. Yeah, but they're always a mess. Yeah, they are. <laughs> is there any specific reason, though? Like, and I like I know like collectors and whatever, but is there any specific reason? I don't get why there's like a limited edition number on them because I feel like that's merch that collectors in general want. Like, you don't see them doing limited editions of like the Hollywood Tower hotel statue or whatever. Well, I feel I like think it, it gives it more yeah, value but do we, and attachment do to have more... limited edition. Do you we feel like you're more attached. You see, like, the pins, the vultures that are, like, go to every pin release, and as soon as, like, a pin is released, it's like, oh, 60 euros on, on eBay. eBay, like, yeah. yeah. I think they could, they could like, keep them limited edition, but they just need to make the edition bigger. Yeah. So, like, or they should is... make them, like, limited release and just have, like, yeah. for just, just a like, certain it's... weekend so that people don't have to, like, hunt down Liberty and have it crash 20 billion times before... When you look at like limited editions, I've been in Disneyland uh, on like a Thursday when they do random pin releases on a Thursday, and like the the, limited release, limited runs are like 3,000. And like, you can can literally walk into every shop in the whole resort and be like, Oh, do you have the limited edition pins? They're like, Yeah, sure. And they just sell two every time. So Paris used to do that when I first started going like. Frequently, it was 2012, 2013, something like that. And the edition sizes were typically 1,200. So I wanted the 14th of July Best Deal Day pin because I thought it was really cute. It was um, it was Dumbo flying around the Eiffel Tower. It said 14th of July. That's really nice. cute. I went to the resort three weeks later and I had absolutely no problem buying that pin. Mm-hmm. Imagine doing that now. Yeah, one thousand two hundred. Everyone who wants it has it. Now it's four hundred. It's like, well, if you want it, it's actually two hundred people because everyone buys two. Yeah, I think they should just they should just put the maximum on one instead of two, and maybe that would help already. Yeah, I remember, I remember queuing up even when the edition size was one thousand two hundred. I queued up, and they were like, "How many pins do you want?" And I said, "Just one." And they're like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, what am I going to do with the other? That, that used to be a thing. That used to be a thing, though, in general. Because I remember I went to see like one, one of like my second visit in 2016. I saw the Frozen sing along show, and like I saw it a couple of times that weekend. And I was walking out, to, to, out of the park, and I went into Harrington's, and they had the four Frozen sing along pins, and they were like limited edition. I was like, "Do you still have them?" And they're like, "Yeah, do you want them?" I was like, "Yeah, of course I do." And I, I made her not. I made her cover the cash register because I didn't want to see how much they were because it was so expensive. So she was like, "Just mm-hmm. give me your card." And I was like, "Great, just take my money and don't tell me what it was." But um, <laughs> like, that is a thing, though. Like, if you really want, like, and that's the problem because, like, you do have a lot of, like, you do have a lot of, like, uh, how I would class it as like super locals, as in people like me who can get there within like an hour of anything happening i can be there in an hour and i can get whatever but then you do have a lot of other people that are kind of like not so super locals but local enough that they probably would be there in the resort every six to eight weeks do you know what i mean oh i make i feel like a lot of people 
I feel like a lot of those people are kind of overlooked in the fact that there is quite a big market for things like that. Yeah, they mightn't sell out of everything as soon as they w- would if they did just a morning thing. But I really don't see why there needs to be a, like, a limited edition key that's like limited edition to 1992. And like, I think it's cute. It's a cute idea. But like limited editions in Disneyland Paris don't really work because it just brings out the worst on everybody. Yeah, I, I think every single pin design has its own market. So I remember three or four years ago, something like that, they had the Villain series and they had a Rattigan pin. Okay, how many people are going to go crazy over a Rattigan pin? Not many. But over the course of however many months, there will be enough to sell out. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like when you see, when you, I've been looking at like other merch from other places, and you see like, like Shanghai Disneyland has like low. Like every now and again, they do a massive jumbo, and it'll be like the castle with like whatever show they did, or it'll be like a parade flow, or like a, it'll be like a jumbo, like, and it'll be like the limited edition of a thousand. And I'm like, yeah, that's like a good number to be like, okay, that's not some like jumbos are like fifty odd euros, and not everyone's gonna go for it. But like you can you can satisfy everybody by not doing super low limited edition numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> next question. Let's do some maths. Oh yeah, it's the quiz. Uh, the next question is a maths question. So <laughs> oh I'm, no. I'm sorry. Oh. Um so are you ready? Yeah, uh-huh. sure. Uh-huh. Well twenty six in the room. Uh, Eighty seven. Oh, <laughs> He's actually not that far off the answer. Anyway, uh, which one? Which one? <laughs> so it's 86, 27. Okay. Can you just say the question? What's the difference in price between an infinity, infinity annual pass in 2020 and a dreams <laughs> pass in 2016? Ben. Ben. 90 euros. Are you serious? No. What, is it too low? 140? No. Darren. Darren? I'm going to go with it 42. No. No. Oh, shit. Was I far off? You were closer than Ben was, yeah. Because I remember, well, no, are people haven't, yeah, there's people who haven't answered yet. Yeah, okay. I'll not say anything. Yeah, but the, you, the like, Infinity Annual Pass in 2020, in 20. It's 400 euros. Mm, yeah, 400. Well, 399. It's 449, right? The Infinity. Yeah, I was thinking of the Infinity price. Elliot. Is it like 200? No, it's not 200. Dave, do you want to go? I thought it was like 220 or something. Dave, I feel like Dave is just going to get the point because he was close. It's, it's 226. Oh. Is that the that price difference? 226. Yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought it was, it was 229. Hang on. A 449 is the price of an Infinity Annual Pass in 2020. 449? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. A Dreams Annual Pass cost 223 200. euros. Yeah. 2016, making a grand difference of 226. Uh, I just calculated double. Is it? It's almost double the price. Yeah. That's yeah. Double, yeah. That is crazy. Is it? Is it worth it? Do you think? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was. They were. They were massively underpriced. Like for. Like, I bet. Yeah. Ridiculously. Like One thousand two hundred dollars for a Disneyland annual pass. Like. 
It was all part of the theory that people were going to come and spend money, but obviously that's been proven wrong now for many years. So you got to get your money on the ticket price because guests are just going to come and buy like one thing all day. <laughs> if that. But when they introduced that annual pass, when they changed everything to Dream, Fantasy, etc., I think Fantasy Dream, sorry, was was one nine nine. I think it was one four nine. Oh my god! Yeah, I think you're because right. Jeff. Yeah, it was, it was really cheap. Francs, I think. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't that expensive. But and then one four nine. Anniversary, they just gave loads of them away to people because they were like, "Come back." But <laughs> they gave them the lowest level. They gave, and it didn't even exist on sale. They called it classic. I don't know. But what would be the like? Do you think because of the because of the coronavirus that they are because another way they up their prices twice a year in either November or April they kind of get to go up in the prices. I was almost sure that a price hike was on its way. Yeah, so to be honest, I don't know. Of the lower ones in a long time. I feel like we've all kind of saved a lot of money by not going out for so long, and people are ready to spend. But at the same time, I think they really want to restore guest confidence. They need people through the door. And at the moment, I don't think, I think we're the definitely going to go. But I don't know if the general public will. I think it will. I think. I it mean, will if, you, if you read the Facebook groups, then yeah, people are definitely willing to go. People are ready. I think if there's one thing people are going to risk is going to Disney. <laughs> at least if they're right. big fans or, or they really miss but it. But I wonder, I wonder when... People see pictures and things of social distancing and just the reality of going to a, the theme park as it's going to be. For me, it's going to be fine, whatever. But I think a lot of people will go, well, I might just save my money and go when I can <laughs> hug Mickey again. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, I think, I think it really will depend on the kind of person that is wanting to go. Like people who've saved up money for so long, I can see that they don't want to go because you don't get like the full experience. Yeah, yeah. But then again, there's also people like me who have like saved up money, and I'm like, oh, I've saved up so much money, I'm like ready to go to like an international Disney park, and I'm probably not going to spend all that money that I've saved up from not going to Disneyland Paris. It's just kind of saved me up, and I'm like, hmm, what international park? But also, like, if you look at guests who might guess you might have gone to Disney World, they go, well, we don't want to go all that way with the healthcare in America. Also, so maybe we'll try Disneyland Paris this time. They've yeah, got the new Marvel Land anyway. Don't want to wear masks and stuff. But I wonder, Patrick's point's really interesting, because in the UK anyway, where Walt Disney World is much more heavily advertised, I wonder how many people would go, do you know what, we could have a weekend in Paris, or do you know what, screw it, we could have a blowout two weeks in Walt Disney World. But also, I think there's also going to be the opposite of people who don't want to go to America. Who people don't want to go, that want to, go to America yet, will they? That's the problem. People yeah, might but... want to stay local-ish. I don't. I don't think anyone. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just using my logic. In my head, I'm not getting anywhere until at least summer 2021. Like I'm not yeah, gonna. Yeah. I was. I. I kind of had. Yes, I, I yeah. had a fair idea that I'm. I was hoping I might get somewhere for Halloween this year, and then that really didn't look like it was going to happen. And even like even thinking like January, February, March of the start of next year, it seems like really early. I don't see. I. I don't see this time next year, like next summer, which would have been eighteen months even more after the start of the pandemic. I really don't see. I. I think after a while, 
countries are just going to start getting desperate for money and be like it's going to be here for a while because even if a vaccine comes in you've still got that rollout and it's going to be well Mm -hmm. into next year so we're we're with this for a while yeah i was saying last night um i have no plans until 2021 at the moment also for you Okay, but that's basically 2021. <laughs> <laughs> For UK guests, being able to it's get like, the train and drive might appeal more because, like, no air circulation, or you, you can drive there in your own car. So it could. Oh, should we try that? Never done no, that. <laughs> you can drive my car. So. I'll drive. I'll drive. I've already booked. That's so, a road know. trip. But I also think there'll still be people who don't want to travel at all. So I guess we won't know what the situation will end up being like until. Depends on the, it depends on the booking process as well and how far you can book in advance if it's like Shanghai. How how far mm-hmm. in advance can you book? Um, yeah. if you're there how far for... in advance can they book in Shanghai? It's always weekly. It's a week, yeah. Oh, for park tickets or for like hotel? No, park tickets. Because I, I was looking on the site just to cut an idea, but they, they, they will let you pick a hotel stay until October. Oh, and if you so got, about like, six months. Well, is that six DLP, months? Yeah. Like you'd have to let everyone staying in Disney Hotel guaranteed access to the park. Yeah. So yes. It might almost yeah. be like if you want to go, you have to book on site. Like. But to I be fair, Shanghai... that's also a smart way for them to get AP holders mm-hmm. like back on site. Yes. Well, you're Shanghai right. have done a thing yeah. where even AP holders have to reserve at the moment, but until the res- the reservation period is finished. Uh, the APs are effectively in free time, so they're only resuming APs, sort of the availability of the APs anyway, but, but when Viv, they Viv remove could, reservations. Viv could be right though. Stay in a Disney hotel, you get in the park. Don't stay in the yeah, Disney hotel, they... you, you, you risk your trip, I don't know. Yeah. But that does kill also the local economy, because a lot of the hotels and things well, there have to, yeah, there'd be a percentage, won't there, of day yeah. Uh, yeah, but like DOP has to do something, like, if for them that's yeah, a way to keep people coming, then they DLP is very different that. to Shanghai. Sh- Shanghai, people from the city might go for the day, whereas DLP is obviously a destination resort like Disney World. So, obviously there are uh, people who come for the day. But... Not so much, because you have all the local guests as well, and there's quite a few of them. But I, I think you could say the same about Orlando. I think the percentages for DLP, in terms of people coming to stay, are much more similar to Disney World than Shanghai. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know, but I remember that like every morning I would come down, I would because the first shuttle to the park was like twenty past six, and to get like a space in that bus, you had to be down at like six. And I remember coming down to the lobby at six o'clock every morning, either in the Toy Story Hotel or in the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, and to say the lobby was absolutely packed with people checking in because like that's what I, that's the one thing i was really surprised about when i went to shanghai where like the resort had only been open for just over a year by the time i got there but people knew how to play the game they were like there like if they were checking in on that day they were checking in at 6 a.m so they could get into the park and use their park access and whatever if you there see was, that like, more pr- in paris as well now though yeah but like i was just surprised to like a country that was like new to kind of like a Disney park thing how kind of like ahead of the game they were like they were 
they were staking out their spots they were like waiting for the shows and like blah 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 they were like picking their I thought I was just surprised that regardless of where they came from I was just really shocked that like even that I had to get up super early to be on the first bus because if I got up at like quarter past six and got down for twenty past six I was on like at least the second or third bus to get into the resort I know but DLP has seven of those hotels Shanghai has two like, yeah, still, but still, I thought, but still, it I shows something. Thought, like for, yeah. like even just for like shared preparedness, I still thought it was quite. They were quite on the ball and knew what the story yeah. was. For for Disneyland Paris, it's going to be reservations, hotels. I don't know up to Christmas. People book. I don't know, but it's beyond then. Mm-hmm. Um, if people aren't haven't booked, and it's it's that next step, isn't it? After maybe the New Year or Christmas, when when people haven't booked yet and they need to bring people in at that point they're probably mm-hmm. all right well, they're probably okay august onwards that was me my, my internet is just really bad so I, i'm using my 4g um are we ready are we ready for the next yes. question yeah oh my god we're still doing a quiz <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> who would have thunk it um Okay, Disneyland Paris's Main Street Transportation Building in Town Square shares a form factor with which other iconic Disney Parks building? Yeah. Elliot. Wow. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland Resort. Yeah. Boom. There's a second uh, one, by the way, if you know where it is. Uh-huh. Pardon? Um, Don't, because it's... Wait. Is it another question? It might be a, might be a quiz for another quiz. Well, anyway, go ahead, uh, um, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, if you go down Discovery Arcade, there is uh, an archway about halfway down, and that is the exact same form as the back of the castle at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. It was definitely not a question on my quiz, because I didn't know. <laughs> um, okay. um, I'll try and dig out a picture of, um, and put it online somewhere, because uh, it's really cool. And if you remember the... Cupcakes, the giant cupcakes for a Mickey 90 mouse party oh, were modeled after Bob Chapek's head. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the cupcake moving, moving, moving swiftly on, in which, in which other Disney park would you be able to hear extracts of the background music for Discoveryland at Disneyland Paris? Oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was a thing. Wow. It definitely is a thing. Oh, I don't doubt you. I just didn't know. Hmm. Don't know. Is it Curious Axel's pool? I'm going to get Elia. Francesca's pool. (laughs) Also, thanks for the... Ben, say your name before you answer. That's not a real answer. I don't have to say my name. It's a joke. I'm going to get Elia. Elia. Is it it in, like, the Port Discovery at Tokyo Disney in the sea? It is indeed correct answer. Oh, yes. that's really yeah. cool. I had no idea. Did you Google? I was thinking the same. Do you think that's on Google? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haven't you been to Port Discovery at Tokyo Disney Sea? Shouldn't you know this? <laughs> ben has. Yeah, no, that's what I said, Ben. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't remember the music. <laughs> there for a day. Okay, what are you meant to remember. You're, aren't you meant to be like a super fan? Yes, well, but you know, this was in 2014 before I started being a Disney both, social media manager. He went, he went to both parks for one day, like one day for both the parks, not one day each park, 
one day for both parks at Tokyo Disneyland. And let me tell you, we rope dropped the shit out of that park. We were there at 6.45, and we didn't leave until the end of the fireworks in the other park. <laughs> oh my I god. never expected to be heard today. I'm going to rope drop the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next question. Um, what is the name of the bar at Disney's Hotel Santa Fe? Of the what? The bar? The bar. Yeah, the pub, oh, the bar. Elia? Elia. Is it, is it like La Cantina? No, that's the that's restaurant. That's a restaurant. <laughs> oh. It's the last uh, restaurant I ate at Disney. Oh, God. Uh... That's a super good question. Is it not just oh, the Cafe Bar? <laughs> who said who said her name? Is Me. it is it called I'm, a Fae Bar? Sorry, I should. Who said her name? name? There's only one girl. No, is it not you, Patrick. Is it not I called after the river? It's called after the river. Dave. Uh, I was no. like saying somebody else's name. Sorry. Is it, yes. Is Dave. it the Rio Grande Bar? Oh, it. it is indeed. Correct answer. Oh. Yay. So at this point, Darren has one point, so does Jeff, uh, Ben, and uh, Dave and Vivi, and uh, Elliot is leading with three. So well done. Yes. Ooh, uh, one. Next question um, Which Disney and Paris cast member with unique talent features in the series One Day at Disney? Jeff. Darren. Jeff. Cyril. <laughs> What's the last yeah. name? Okay, I have. <laughs> Has Patrick got the last name? Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> Cyril Toro. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Wow, Cyril Toro, so we're uh, not far off. Huh? There you go. There you go. He still got... <laughs> what was the name of the first fireworks spectacular to take place in the skies over Park Disneyland? Jeff. Jeff. Fantasia in the sky. Correct. Yeah. Um, Jeff's killing which... it tonight. Uh, oh, oh, I was like killing it. This is the last question. So uh, Jeff is on now on three points. So it's between Jeff. Oh, and... This is where uh, I lost last week. Yeah, this is where it all crumbles there. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, Come back, which... Elliot. Come on. Which fa- me a numbers question? No, Sorry. it's not. Which fan favorite stage show made its public debut on July second, two thousand and sixteen, in Paris? Jeff. Oh, Jeff. You went to Mickey and the magician. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's really weird about this? I am currently sat next to a notepad that says Mickey and the magician, July 2nd, 20... <laughs> so there you, you saved go. that one from the famous press event. <laughs> the Periscope. So, Jeff is the winner with four points. Oh. Yay, don't great. All right. You have won absolutely nothing. <laughs> you won the respect of everyone in the room for what it's worth. You won yourself exactly. an applause. <laughs> so, Patrick, who's been putting some chocolate? I feel like there's some chocolate. It, it was me. <laughs> some blood, 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 blood orange chocolate. It's consolation prize. It is yeah, chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get some chocolate during the next music you know, break, which is right now. <laughs> Oh. Uh, yeah, one, time, one time I was as skinny as you and then I lost a quiz and then I just pity you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Um, anyway, 
You'll, have a, Duffy, you'll have a Duffy it. hat soon as well, Alia. It's a fucking Sven <laughs> hat. I don't <laughs> and he's my best friend, so shut up. Um, oh, 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 Patrick. So yeah, I think that's <laughs> more than anything else, but it's kind of true. Okay, let's move on. Ben, what's the music choice? It's your music choice. <laughs> so you Good tell segment. me. Yeah, what's okay. the music choice? The one you chose. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. So I just thought because, like, um, the last question, the answer was Mickey the Magician. I thought it would be really cool just to listen to Let the Magic Shine to bring us into, like, a nice mood because I love that song. And every time I hear it, I'm like, this show is so amazing. So, yeah. It is. All right. We'll be right back after Let the Magic Shine for Mickey the Magician. Back to the GLP Report podcast. I was I went to get chocolate because of you, Elliot. I couldn't even finish. <laughs> that song is short. <laughs> what song was that? I love the magic shine. Magic shine. <laughs> I was too busy in my chocolate. I didn't. I feel like no, I, I need to leave my microphone on with the sound or something so you guys can hear the song well. No, we have that great would be nice about things that, that happen in history. And I feel like all the. <laughs> All the scandalous conversations happen during the music breaks. It's not fair. Yeah. I mean, are you surprised? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna. It's like, it's like the bit you can't broadcast. <laughs> exactly. But you know, you, you have... know, since we started this, 
Well, the airwaves. It's like. Well, since we, we started this from... podcast um, under a different brand many moons ago, um, we always thought one day we're going to have the the podcast uncensored and just like drink a lot and just say a lot of very inappropriate things. No, we would we would have offended quite a lot of people tonight. So and, uh, you know, maybe maybe, maybe maybe we still could. Maybe yeah. maybe we could have like a live show at 10 p.m. one night and um, <laughs> and not post it for replay. It would just be a one-time thing. And if you listen to it, then you are. And be like a, bring a bring a bottle party or something. Yeah. Exactly. We start drinking at nine, and then we go on the air at ten. When like everyone's like sounds ready. good. <laughs> Seb says DLPR after dark. Yeah. Not that kind of after dark, Jesus. <laughs> right. So, um, as before we move to question, as we move to question, um, I still can't say your name, Coon, 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 because Ew. Elliot taught me, and eventually one day yeah. it will stick. It's like saying my name before the answer. Um, he was sending a question and then he said that maybe we could do the illuminations challenge so (laughs) everyone goes around and says something about Disney illumination without bashing it so something they like about it basically (laughs) sure Okay. (laughs) that's a good thing after 20 minutes it's finished (laughs) <laughs> 20 minutes that's long Jeff that's bashing that doesn't count <laughs> no it's praising it because you know it does finish yeah. <laughs> yes but no that doesn't count that's kind of rude <laughs> well I'm going to say that I like the opening and the end is oh, that, is that bashing you took the good bits sorry <laughs> <laughs> you had a chance to go first <laughs> Uh, I've had like, loads of fun like watching like with Ashley or with Kat or whatever. I've had so much fun like singing and dancing and like just like after you're out of spending the day with your friends in the park and at night time just having like a really like just like enjoying what makes you kind of like really good friends because you understand each other's like passion and whatever. I've had really good times watching the Honestly. Yeah. So nothing, you, you so nothing you... about the show basically. You no, but, like, <laughs> but you, know, you haven't but, seen Illuminations and it's really seen Patrick funny. singing it. It's Patrick really funny how like, it's really hard oh, for people to find yeah. something good about this. No, I like singing along to it. I feel like oh, the songs are really sing to, and it brings and it brings people together after like a nice day. I've got, day a, I've got a video somewhere of you doing that, Patrick. I might Dar- release it sometime. Please, please don't. <laughs> please. <laughs> well. I and mean, I, I like that Star Wars is in it. Really? I like how they do yeah. the trees. I like the fact, like, I like the trees. Are cool. Cool. The trees. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that's my favorite bit. <laughs> the trees really are very like cool. The, um, I really like the post show, actually. Like, and that's not in a batting way. Oh, if you can dream. Like, I think that's, that's a cute. really cute few minutes of projection onto the castle. I think that's really good. Oh, the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Right. Or was that yeah. dreams? Uh, that was dream. That was dream. Oh, that was better. Oh shit! I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. So it was better, but I, I think if you can dream, is it's still really nice and it's really sweet. 
Did you ever look the other way and look at the projectors? That's an amazing yeah, that's sight. Fun. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Have you ever seen in the, the fog or in the rain? In the yeah. rain. In the rain, the lasers. Did you ever not watch the show? And <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. It's impossible. So the show is best viewed. We should do. We should make an elimination guide and say the show is best viewed if you look back at the projectors. It's more interesting. <laughs> the, show, the show is at its best if you don't watch it. <laughs> oh, God. Elliot, say something nice. The projections are really bright on the castle. Okay. Okay. I think we have failed the challenge. <laughs> We've definitely failed. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, Ash, the oh. love tonight. The fireworks during the fireworks during Candy Shows of Love Tonight are quite cute. Yeah, I agree. Ash what? just reminded me of something. So, like on a Sunday night when the park is kind of relaxed and chilled, and and we do this thing called chilluminations, where you just sit. And relax and chill. That's nice. The show. Yeah. I can't yeah. relate. I, I don't really uh, manage to make Sunday night most of the time. You, you're you're in bed by then. Yeah. To be fair, like with Halloween and New Year's Eve, that's literally what we did. Like whilst waiting already for the Halloween or New Year's Eve parade, we just sit wherever we want to watch it and like relaxed, listen to illuminations. Well, like and, a summer's a summer's evening when it's really and, late and, and it's enjoy, just still like, getting dark. I enjoy all the parents putting their kids in their night <laughs> and then seeing other people being so angry at them. There's one time. There's one time I was watching Illuminations with Ashley, and then this I don't know what language she was speaking. I couldn't determine what language she. She literally pointed to her kid, picked it up, and gave it to me, and I carried her kid for the whole Illuminations. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> I was like, I I felt like because it was like she had like I don't know I think she was like the granny I don't know I I think she was like the granny because she was like a fair bit older than these like toddlers that she had and she had treated them and she had two one on each hip and she was like tiny she was like really small and I was like oh my god I feel really bad and she just picked up one of her kids and pointed at me and I was like okay and I just picked him up and he's he said on my shoulder uh, well not on my shoulder I I put him on my hip type thing and he just watched the whole thing from my shoulder from from like from me basically I thought it, I thought it was a bit weird but also a bit cute because like I could have been anyone and I was holding yeah. her kid just holding the kid I was it like okay I mean, chances the, of you running out of the, the park with a kid pretty low especially yeah, after true. Disney Illumination if you try to run out of the park you, chances are you're not <laughs> oh oh oh. Illuminations. There's a bit just to the left by Adventureland, where you can oh, really hear the pop of the fireworks. Like oh, the pop we watched zone. that so many times. Yeah. That was our last minute. And spot you can really get that pop, 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 pop going from the fireworks. That's a cool place to stand. We don't even have to see the projections. Um, no. Just see some nice light. some really cool sounds. It's even better because you don't have to see the show from the front. And you hear half, half the music and half the soundtrack. So if you like take a step backward, you hear like do do and step yeah. forward, you hear the soundtrack. <laughs> okay. True. Uh, I, I gotta say, Infinity Zone. That's good. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've used it once. I I also like that they play the music in um, DLH whenever it's on. Mm. It's, like it's a chain. It's a ch- well, in you know the the lobby. The what's it called? Outside, well, in inventions and in the Fantasia, and in the lobby. Yeah, yeah. I think it's nice because yeah, 
it's a change of the the the, the loop that we hear all day long. If you have a par- if you have a park view room, is there a channel that you can go so you can just listen to the to the to the soundtrack for Illuminations, or is yeah, that not? It's a thing? called Open the Window. Yeah. Literally. Ah. <laughs> so the answer to your question is no, Patrick. And also, I can remind you that out of all the park view rooms, there's only like four um, that actually have a view on the castle. Oh wow! Damn so, Main Street so- Station, tear it down. Park view. We don't need it anyway. There's no it's train. It's on the side of the park. Because mm-hmm. I know in Shanghai, when you get a park view room, they have like a channel that you can listen to, so you can listen to Illuminations when it's going off. Even though, no. much to Shanghai yeah. Disney, it's like way, way, way further away than the Disneyland Hotel. Put it in a suggestion box. Maybe they'll they'll, they'll listen to you. It sounds like There's a good a idea, though. I'm not going to lie. Where is no. a suggestion box? I don't know. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Viv, Viv is a suggestion box. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I, had a, I had a question, but now I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> to be oh, fair, yes. Patrick, it Do really you know sounds like a good idea. When it, what time of the year is it the okay. cheapest to get a, a one of the suites with the castle view? I have January. no idea. <laughs> Second week of January. I was I will, thinking something um, will, like that, like January, February. Then I'll talk to you um, after the show. I'll let you know. Okay. Because it changes. <laughs> well, that could be fun. We could get we could get a whole suite and like share it between all of us. How many people can you pack in there? Like eight, Three. ten? Oh. <laughs> you could, you so could, do, a, you could do a podcast from the suite. No one has to know. Elliot can sleep under the coffee table. And, well, let me you know. say it differently. It depends on, on the suite. Like the cheapest ones, it's up to two adults and a baby. Then you've got some with like sofa. This is for all the hotels, like in general. They've got bed, like rooms for three plus a baby, and then you've got the presidential ones. And well, if how you've got you, a lot of money, they can do stuff for that. If you how do like, normal, if how so, do normal rooms? So that's rooms, like the official answer. Of, how do rooms, I know all the rooms? Because normal rooms fit four, but a suite fits two or three. That's not a good deal. Because well, it depends. We do have plans because... to get the Spiderman suite at Hotel New York and fit at least eight people in there. Well, well, it could, but because of the, the the maximum capacity, like that difference. That's why I'm saying, like the different the the presidential suites, they obviously count differently, but they will put a maximum of four adults for that, just for the sake of it. But like, whenever there is someone very important, obviously they can add beds if you know that's what they want. But yeah, the whole suite thing okay. is a difficult situation thing. So you can get like four people in the Sleeping Beauty suite, but actually like fifty. I think Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> I think Sleeping Beauty is for four people, anyways. Yeah, if you. I'll have you to check my photos. Floor, if like you fill the floor with uh, beds, that, well, not even beds, just people lying on the floor. I would lie on this. the floor because the <laughs> ceiling is gorgeous. <laughs> All right. We cracked it. Uh, so... <laughs> Okay, so inflatable beds. Take inflatable beds then, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're the ones walking around the DLH with like bedding. <laughs> well, like, that's, don't mind me. That's the thing about like, there's not really stopping you from like, say you have a room, there's not really stopping you from like literally just having like 18 people come in the room, like, let's all just sleep in a four, per- a four person room. Like, there's not really stopping anyone unless you make loads and loads of noise. I mean, I. At DLH, you have if you're Castle Club, there's a lot of security and concierge service and this and that. If you come in with like ten people, they'd be like, "Excuse me, where are you going?" 
No, um, I mean, yeah, that's true. Experience. Well, it's true. I am talking. <laughs> am I talking from experience? No. Yes, Jeff. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff is talking from experience. Okay, yeah. We know that story, Jeff. <laughs> oh, is that the fan day story? Uh, yeah, I don't even know how Must we got be. up there, but we did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, here we go. We'll, we'll, we don't need to know more about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was our segment about Disney Illuminations. Um, David, are you still there? You haven't seen anything. You haven't said anything nice about Disney Illuminations. Uh, I get a lot more Night Rides and Big Thunder Mountain since Illuminations started. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a positive sort of. <laughs> I like the Pirates of the Caribbean, but there, that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, that's true. It's a nice scene. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's it's modeled after the movie, right? Yeah, it's got fire and the music. The soundtrack's really good, so it's one of the better bits, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, so more questions. One question. Sorry, I have to. I have to find the tweet now. Oh, actually, we have a question from the from the Mixler chat, which is quite interesting. It might be Ooh. a bit of a debate. I don't know. Um, I guess uh, me and Jeff can answer that one. I don't know. Um, oh, I've just seen it. Yeah. What's the question? It's actually. Um, oh well, we we've lost. Um, okay. Well, we had anyway. <laughs> the question is <laughs> sorry. Uh, has the Inside Ears initiative helped bring together the social fan community, or did it increase competitive competitiveness? Is that is that right? What to say? Competition. Competition. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so we can we can talk from being in it, but other people in this can talk from watching it, kind of. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. I feel personally, um, <laughs> it started. I think it started in a quite rocky way it was i think it was not really well received by most of the um established well, was, fan sites there was that at the time. event wasn't there as well there was Sorry. that event where there was the event in whatever it was may um 2018 i want to say where i remember i was talking to you before it and we kind of came up with the whole thing like we're just not going to talk about it because we don't feel like people need to know about it because it's right it's really nothing that they weren't already doing. They just put a label on it. So we got to the event and they just slapped a hashtag on it and went tweet using inside ears. I was like, okay, that's no, what, why? Yeah. Like the question is, does inside ears need to be like a brand basically? A brand. And, and I don't know. I mean, there's different, I feel like now that we're like, you know, over two years into the program. Um, well, first of all, the, the established fan accounts at the time, um, which you know I was part of, and but also a lot of the French ones did not like Inside Ears because they were viewing it as basically opening the door to so many more people and and trying to like you know make the, this was like you said Jeff this was basically an email list that was just ran by TLP Coms and we used to get emails periodically definitely not as many as Inside Ears but um, so you know. we'd get maybe one maybe two a week something like that yeah, sometimes even less than that i feel um, oh yeah they'd go dark for like weeks and weeks yeah if there was nothing and so um i think uh, a lot of people who were on that list were not very happy because you know it became like this whole brand and this whole thing and all those new people came in um but i don't know um going like two years later i feel like everyone in a 
in a Disneyland Paris fan community has uh, an angle and has a thing and has a style and you know you can like it or not like some people do a lot of like memes and and uh, you know like post like shopping things or have, everyone has different types of contents and you know and some people do live reports like we do and some people are more into like you know imagineering and geeky things and some people are into characters and some people are, so I feel like every fan account is different and over the years people have I feel like Inside Years may have helped those people to get better quality content and also maybe find their voice. And in the end, I think there's room for everyone. And of course, you know, competitiveness, it existed before Inside Years, and I don't think it has really changed anything. Um, on Disney's side, I feel like Inside Years is definitely a way to... Um, well, there's definitely a way to try to control what fan sites are saying. There was, there was always a problem with fan sites, you know, leaking projects and talking about things. But I think that's just one part of it. The other part is they want fan sites and they want social media to be more accurate and more qualitative. So by sending a lot of press releases, of photos and info and all this and that, they, they can help making, uh, they can help people uh, make better contents. And obviously at first everyone was copying and pasting and they try to tell people don't copy and paste what we send you if possible. Try to make your own content, try to spin it, try to make it more interesting or just use it in whatever context of what you're doing. What is your voice? What is your angle? What is your concept for your site, your page or your whatever? Um, and I think people are getting better at that. At first it was really kind of a train wreck. People were just copy pasting everything. Yeah. Um, but I think it's helped in a way to sort of have better content out there and and like make people a bit more serious about running those pages, I guess. But yeah. I mean, and I think I think that you have to find the stuff that interests you, and you have to sort of think a little bit about your audience uh, a little bit when they post these things. So today, for instance, they posted something about a mechanic, which is great, but I find it interesting. I sort of realized that probably the people who are reading my page probably don't find it as interesting as I do. Yeah, and same. so <laughs> I just don't post it. Like it's, it's not because I think that the content is low quality. I just think that there is a time and a place for that piece of content. And my page is probably not it. I think um, from a, from a, from a fan point of view, I suppose, cause I'm, I'm outside looking in if you like. So it's like at first, you are deluging us with the same information because that's the big mm -hmm. joke about it, isn't it? But now it's it has calmed down and people aren't in such a rush to be the first to post it, it seems. People have calmed, calmed down a whole lot and not necessarily, here's a new pin release, quick, 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 get it out there. It's, yeah, it's, I think you, I, there's definitely like I, the big news that everyone is going to post at the same time, but what, yeah. everything else, you have to just like read it and first decide yeah. if you want to post it and if you want yes. to post it. How do you want to post it and what do you want to do with it? You know, it doesn't mean that you have, it's not always like first come, first serve. There is definitely an, an element of timing. That's for sure, because people, if they see the same information three times, they'll probably get excited about seeing it the first time, maybe not the, you know, the 15th time. Um, but a lot of the content is not really necessarily time sensitive. And also I've realized that sometimes if you just wait half a day, like if it comes out in the morning and you post it in the afternoon, a lot of people are not on Twitter literally every minute of every day. And if you post it in the afternoon, you might have 
even maybe a bigger audience of like the 20 big, different bigger, sites that, bigger impact isn't yeah it? Big, that, bigger impact 20 people that, that post yeah. at the same time in the morning mm-hmm. you know so there's all those yeah. consideration that i hope people are starting to understand I, and, it took, took people I, a long long time to learn that as well to, yeah, to get into yeah. that groove if you like and I and it seems, a, seems to have got there now yeah i also take a judgment call of uh when they post something so again going back to this morning's post about the uh the engineer or mechanic um I take a judgment of what I think Disneyland Paris are going to put on their own accounts. And I try to steer away from it because I don't want to be, I'm not here to be the, the mouthpiece of Disneyland Paris's public relations. Like I will post things that I think people should find interesting or are useful to them. So I think that the annual passes the, the, go up in price, that's a piece of useful information for them. And that's a piece of information that I will share. I think that's the thing, though, as well, though, like at the start when Inside Ears became a thing, I think like because obviously there's like different degrees of fan fandom. And I feel like for a lot of people who were kind of who were following all the accounts like your Disney on Twitter and Disney on Paris on Twitter and all of these types of things. A lot. I, I, I remember at the start, a lot of people were like, well, you know. Like you know the whole like title of influencer. I know inside oh, ears. Oh yeah, I don't like, like that. Yeah, even though, even though I know not, it's not necessarily the thing. But like even just in like 2020, as influencers is a, is a thing. But like when you do have like a, like there's a high degree of fandom in like Disneyland Paris. There are people who are like super into it, and people who are less into it. And I feel like at the start, the people who were super into it were like. Well, what the hell? Like, because like it's kind of hard. Like, fan sites can relay information, but a lot of it won't be as like an influencer kind of type role because there's like severe fans that are kind of like they will make up their own mind and they will go and they will try it and they don't need someone to tell them, oh, it was great, blah blah blah. So like, um, I I felt like at the start that was like a big thing, but now it's kind of getting a bit. I feel like the things that come out true, like as someone who looks at on Twitter. I feel like this, the things that come out through Inside Ears are more interesting and are not, they're like, they're, it's actual proper news and not just, hey, buy this thing because it's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I Yeah, you're right. It was, it was that for a long time. It was, here's a new pin. Oh, we've got new, new snacks coming out or something. And everybody yeah. deluged us with it. And it's just like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it is, it is more news focused now. Yeah, seems. To I mean, that's still so, going to happen every time they launch a season. We'll get all the snacks, and we'll get all the, you know, all the stuff. Um, and we'll still be deluged with it, but that's okay because we're we're used to that now. But then it goes back to the same thing. Is like when someone sends you a PDF of thirty pages of snacks. You know, oh, are you boy. gonna are you gonna <laughs> cut them all one by one and do thirty tweets about it, or are you gonna try and like post an article that explains all the different category of snacks? Are you gonna like try to use do something with it, yeah, to do make something, something interesting mm. that reflects more what your page is about, or you just do the highlights of them and then maybe direct people to like the full list, or you know, like do some, yeah. do a bit of editorial. And also, I think also the yeah, go ahead, right, go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I was going to say about you know being, like you said, Jeff, about being you know DLP's mouthpiece. Um, believe it or not, and I know I know some people will not believe what I'm going to say, but Disneyland Paris doesn't judge us on like, no. on like us post reposting everything they send us. Like, there's no, there's no like score of like, oh, well, you know, like they haven't posted that information we sent them. Like, we don't have to post anything if we don't want to. Um, of course they look at what we post, of course they look at what we do, but they're, you know, like the Sequoia woman said, we they're human beings and uh, they're, 
<laughs> and they, you'll get the joke if you know the song. Um, and they they read our content every day. And I think it's a very you know overall like approach of looking at what everyone is posting, and they'll just judge you, quote unquote, based on how you use the content and what kind of what is your voice. And you know, like you have people like. Maureen, it's a, she's a, she does French, she, a French language uh, site, so you may not know her, but um, Maureen from her. Hello Disneyland, she is not someone who posts all the time. She's rarely the first one to post any type of info, but she always has like a girly side and she makes a nice article. She has a cute site. She has like, she makes videos, like blog vlogs and all that kind of stuff with information and they love her. And she's one of the rare female voices in the fan community and all this and that and she's doing great because she has her own voice and her whole content and she might not post everything that they send her but i don't think that's the point that's not you know um, yeah. the point is not to control um the information coming out it's just like they you know it's a proposition here's some content do what you want with it and then they'll see what everyone's doing you know but well, i have two i have two sort of follow-ups on that right Go ahead, Jeff. Or, uh, uh, so follow-up <laughs> on that was um, I've had conversations with people who work in communications at Disneyland Paris, and it's not a case that they only want to hear the positive. They are quite interested in the negative as well in a sort of cautious way. Um, I remember I was going to something a few months ago. You may have seen it, and I had a massive rant about the shuttle between the airport and the resort. And I got picked up on it more of a, oh, we didn't know that that was a thing. We'll, we'll feed that back. Like that, that's a useful piece of communication. They want to know what's actually happening at the resort. Because if you're sat in an office, sometimes you don't have that feet on the ground. Like how many people from the head, you know, the head office are going to take the bus from the airport to the resort as a guest? Not many, barely any, probably. No <laughs> yeah. So that kind of piece of information is useful to them. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, uh, Inside Ears has also seen the budget for stuff go up as well. So you like those. I know we didn't have it this year because of various reasons. Um, this is exactly what I was going to say. Where yeah. they come out with a ton of new news. So last year you got the Jungle Book Jive sort of preview thing. Um, you get the snack preview. You get a little they bit of news about. They flew over the Imagineer in charge for Marvel Land to give a presentation. Right. Like, yeah, and yeah. myself and Ben, we went on the environment tour last year. I, oh, that was we fun. Went to, we went to yeah, the water treatment plants. <laughs> yeah, like all that was cool. They would not have happened. And the geothermic plants at Village Nature. That was cool too. And what else? Yeah, and visit? those things wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, it and, smelled you know, a bit, but it was cool. <laughs> It's that was really cool to see. Because at, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not feasible for every single person in the fan community to do that. But it's nice that there's now the opportunity for that to be made into content for people to experience that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, like, I mean, and you've when got they the photo people... hunts they did as well with the closed parks. That's a really cool piece of content that people mm. like pictures of the parks empty. And Inside Ears has allowed the communications team to create those kind of events. Yeah. And when they pick people for events, obviously they look at how much audience do you have, um, but they also try to uh, tailor it to the type of content and the type of audience you have. So, you know, that's why you and I went on environment because we have, I mean, obviously I was under a different brand, but um, we had, we were both sites that were sort of news, um, you know, fan sort of like 
you know, geeky fan news side of things. Um, Behind the scenes kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and so that's how we got to go to that. And, you know, like various sites get invited to various things, and they have bigger parties where everyone's invited. So everyone can get something out of it because some of the French sites are like, you know, Facebook group, Facebook pages who don't really um, necessarily report from the resort or don't really need to be on site to get news. So they get invited to all the big news conferences and all the stuff, but they don't really, and they can't really go to a lot of the other events. So everyone gets something out of it. But like you said, Jeff, yeah, there's more budget, which is nice. And also we get to be some, they have a, a few seats for, some of the media events, which is usually, I think, in the past was mostly for actual press and media, and no one from fan sites was going to them. But um... right, and Inside Ideas have a little bit of a sort of reputation now internally, and so you'll find that more seats are given to the program. And sometimes, if the press can't make it or something like that, those places will be given to Inside Ideas rather than just going to waste. Yeah. So overall, I mean, you know, it's not perfect. And I think they're still learning from everything. It was definitely a learning experience. And they, you know, they admitted from the start that this was like a program. It was basically like a test program. And, and uh, you know, the first six months was a bit chaotic and a bit of a mess. And then like after the first year, it was a bit better. And, and now I think it's sort of like got its like cruise speed and it's kind of okay, I think. I have no yeah, there's not much it. happening at the moment for obvious reasons. But... Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now, they're, right now they're doing the same thing that we all doing, which is trying to, you know, make some fun content for everyone while the parks are closed. So they said, you know, they do those and work they're doing parties. a pretty decent job as well. They're yeah. doing, yeah, like you say, the watch parties. They come up with like word searches sometimes, and photo hunts. There's some really cool little thought, ideas. That and and I, I think the fan sites are doing really well as well. They they're keeping it going keeping the interest going, having a bit of fun with it as well, which I think is really important as long as you're having some fun with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been, it's been like 10 weeks now and you know, it's, it's starting to become a bit of a challenge to find new things to talk about. And, but we, we have a new character feature today. Chippendale have made the entrance Chippendale. after Minnie and Donald. The Vivian is happy. Yeah. <laughs> I Chippendale know, today. I am. <laughs> I just thought I would have people vote yesterday because I couldn't decide. But I think after Chippendale, it'll be Miki because, you know, finding one different outfit for a character every single day is actually a lot of work, even when you have a whole team of people who are character fans. Um, but yeah, so it hopefully... It's hard to keep the content going because, I mean, there is only a finite thing yeah. you can talk about. Like, we, you know, we love it and there are a lot to talk about, of course, but... It's every day finding something a little bit new, a little bit different. It's yeah. it's not easy. And like our, Im- our Imagineering series has been doing really well, and I think we've been going for yeah. a couple months now. And you know, obviously, it's getting harder and harder to find some new and exciting things. But we still have quite a few to go, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long I can keep up with that series. But yeah, it's been cool. Uh, yeah, and I guess uh, I guess when the parks reopen, Inside Years will. Um, reopen as well. Maybe they'll have some, um, you know, welcome back meetup or something. I don't know. Social distancing party. A social distancing party. And all that are gonna like you know the way we used to have like the big news thing on like the twelfth of April or thereabouts. We like that was kind of a thing that they were going for. Do you think that like 
basically 2020 is just right off from that. Any kind of cool new news is just going to be in 20, like in April 2021. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I mean, on Netflix, Marvel Land uh, is going to need to be announced, but um, I feel like, ugh, I don't know, like when you get stink like January. I feel like they need, to work, they need to work out what they're doing themselves first, like when it's going to open, stuff like that. Yeah. I think right now they're really well, busy trying to set up the plan and the social distancing mm. measures and the bookings and the refunds and <laughs> and what to open, but how much start, to open. They've started, they've started preliminary works, though, on Avengers Campus stuff, like, ish. Yeah, so Avengers Campus, I think, is back in... Uh, but, like, the big crane is not, is not moving, but apparently there is some activity on the ground. So, good. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Hotel New York hasn't moved yet, but... Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I feel like Hotel New York is definitely like a September or October type of deal now because they were already late and um, yeah, they were barely going to make June 15 with like a quarter of the hotel open. So now now that they've been stuffed for two months, uh, I think it's definitely going to be a September, October. But then it begs the question, do they just wait till next summer until they're opening it in October? No, no, definitely not. But I will say this. I think I think the press event. They've got too many people booked. Do you think they would still have a press event for it? Yeah, I think they'll do a flat. Or just throw it, throw it into the Marvel Land press event and have it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they'll do. I think they might do a Tower of Terror where it might be open for guests, but for press, it will officially open. Um, Mm. Maybe next summer, the same weekend as Avengers Campus. Yeah, and something we were talking about this afternoon uh, is that. Um, maybe Design Paris will manage to find a way around that, or maybe they can negotiate with them. I don't know the details of French law, but unions will have to be notified four to five weeks before um, cast members go back to work. So I don't know how that's going to work because, you know, unions can't keep their mouth shut. So as soon as they give them notice, we'll know. But then if we have to wait four or five weeks until it actually opens, it sounds like kind of a weird process. But um it let's sounds see. like that. that's kind of the let's sit down and talk about how we're going to keep you guys safe sort of period. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if they start doing that when they get the green light to open, I mean, that they're going to waste, quote unquote, a month of like, you know, being allowed to be open if they have to wait for the unions to give their green light. So hopefully they can negotiate with them so that cast members can go back as soon as possible, maybe within a couple of weeks and not have to wait a month and a half because that would be a bit silly. Especially but they don't get training. Well, is every is every cast member a part of a union though? No, no, but um, so just be if the unions are negotiating when their members can go back to your work, that won't really affect anyone that isn't part of a union, would it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it works in France. I feel like if the union have not given their go ahead for employees in general to go back to work, then they might not be able to. I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure Patrick's right. It would only affect people who are in the union. Yeah, but then it would create then a mess. Have, so like some people go back. Yeah, to you've got the whole robots. thing about crossing the picket line and all that sort of nonsense. Yeah, so. but that, that's a, that's pending on if there's a picket line because a picket line is isn't a picket line that whole idea is isn't that when there's a strike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the unions would definitely call a strike. Yeah, but that that what like don't they have to? They have to like get, they have to vote. I know I don't know. I don't know about this union in general, but I know in my 
the one that I, the union that I am a part of in my job in France, I know that like you, the, the union doesn't decide to go on strike. The union has to like, you have to have a vote and it has to be, they have to give a préavis, like they have to give warnings that they're yeah, going to they go. Yeah, they need to vote. Like, that's, that's you know, sure. like, I don't know. I'm not saying because I 100% don't know the technicalities of it and I'm just basically going off my experience. But, you know, I, I, the picket line thing is like, even at that, like, because I've been, in on like teachers have been on strike in France before and I didn't want to go on strike so I just went to work and there was no physical picket line that I crossed like whereas before I worked in a job in Ireland and I worked in a supermarket and the people went on strike and there was a physical line that you could not cross so I was like okay I'm not going to work because I'm not going to cross a picket line do you know what I mean yeah I, I think they won't want to annoy the unions too much because I think it's probably just more bothered than it's actually worth yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All that fun to come. Yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, so, um, next question. Uh, we have a question from Eduardo, who's nice uh, sending uh, questions every week. Hi, Eduardo. Uh, the first Hi, Eduardo. Time, Hi, Eduardo. The first, the first Hi, one I quite Eduardo. like is, is the photo pass still on quarantine? <laughs> no. Well, the answer it is yes. <laughs> Um, it's sitting there on life support on a ventilator somewhere. Um. <laughs> so the PhotoPass site still not back, <laughs> still not back. Okay, and um, he nearly says... two months, but it won't be back until they actually go back to work. So don't expect it to be back until the park reopens, or at least well, Cosmo must go back to see, work. What if you you want to take a look back at your photos and stuff? Can they open a new site with the with your photos already in it? They've no, already been lost. Are oh, these all gone? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> They can't they do anything at the moment. Why though? It's computer. They can't do it from home. Because even even if you emailed them, you get an automatic reply saying that they're not working. Because um, we emailed because we also had questions about the cost member photopass, whether that gets extended, the amount of days, blah blah blah, just like photopass. But they never give an answer. Great. Probably wasn't the best time to transfer to a new system. Oh, All things considered. <laughs> well, fair, 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 they, they, like, well it's your problem now hindsight is that hindsight is a, is a great thing and um, they, but they here's talk, the thing that talk. i don't understand right so hindsight yes but the resort closed on march 17th that's when you kind of have a good idea that it's pretty bad you had two or three weeks to negotiate with fujifilm just to keep the service alive yeah, but what? So let's say, give them the benefit of the doubt. They they, they negotiated. I'm sure doesn't made Fujifilm to say, okay, yeah, like Fujifilm Fuji could be was like, nope, we've signed a contract to say that it's selling on first of April and it's selling on first of April. So like devil's advocate, there's no way that we can know. But like at the end of the yeah. day, it was way too late, regardless, to kind of yeah. figure out. Like you know. Huh. All right. Um, so, Eduardo also asked, um, what is the future of PhotoPass with social distancing? Um, I was still going to have PhotoPass photographers, the few that we had, and are they all going to be replaced by a box? Or, like, how is that going to work? You have to give your card to them? That is a good question. Are they going to, like, scan uh, the card from a distance and just be like, beep? Well, I'm pretty sure they could do that contactless. They can do like, that. Yeah, it's like going into a shop, isn't it? Just tapping almost. I guess. Yeah. You still have to potentially pay with card for things. 
Um, particularly, yeah, I mean, particularly, yeah. particularly for us who can't do chip and pin in that much in France. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know. I know. A lot of vacations here in London are stop accepting cash, and so that you don't have, mm-hmm. you know. So I wonder if Disneyland Paris will not accept cash when they reopen. That'd be that's well, actually a good question. Tap your tap. Uh, I know it's like way behind everywhere else, but because of the, the situation, they put rush through like uh, legislation to make your tap limit be fifty instead of I think it was thirty before. So oh, it's not higher than ours now, but it's yeah. fifty. Yeah. All right. Well, we should take another musical break because I've completely forgot about music with this. Although. <laughs> discussions about insiders and everything uh the next one is from uh david david what is your song selection oh um i chose mickey and the magical map it's the i'm not a big princess fan but i like the princess medley in that show so i chose that bit all right so we'll be right back in three minutes after uh the princess medley from mickey and the magical map up in the same river twice the water's always changing always flowing but people i guess can't look like that we all must pay a price to be safe we lose our chance of ever knowing what's around the river bend waiting just around the river bend i am going just around the river bend might send just around the river bend for me coming
Oh, well, hi, we're back. We're was, having an app conversation. That was kind of like cut off whoop, right at the end of that song. Um, thankfully, I had already put the ice cream back in the freezer. So, <laughs> you're having an app conversation. Yeah. Well, like the PhotoPass I app. Say, no, like no. The, I was saying now that the regular app actually is quite pretty. The DLP app. Yeah. Like... It just needs the last bit of functionality, and I think it'll be there. Yeah. They just need the, the back end. And you know, that's funny, because mm-hmm. the next question is about this. Yeah, that's, that's how we got into it. <laughs> um, I will find the next question. God, I am so prepared. Um, so, um, would the reopening be easier if DLP was technologically up to date, like avoiding lines at the restaurants with mobile order and avoiding the fast pass machines with virtual ones? And Jeff, you even replied that you like this question, so you go ahead. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's really so. We were having a chat earlier because Disneyland have been surveying annual pass holders and guests from the local area. Today. Oh, that's right, and. And they've been asking some really, really interesting questions, actually. Um, one about, hey, if Disneyland offered a home delivery food service, would you use it? Uh, like, if I lived yeah. in Anaheim, heck yeah. Uh, every day. <laughs> Bring me <laughs> all the goodies. To home. <laughs> yes, please. Um, but also they've been talking about um, what features in the app would make you more or less likely to visit the resort. And some of the things they've come up with I think are really interesting. So one of the ones that I think they're pretty proud about um, is ordering merchandise on an application. So you don't have to go to the shop and touch all the, get the right one and touch like, oh, I like this or I don't like that. You go to your app, you order the uh, merchandise items you want, and then you just walk up to a cashier and go, look, I ordered, and they'll just bring the stuff to you. Um, which I think is a really cool idea. But I I mean, some of the fun of shopping at Disney parks is also to like peruse and look at the shelves and see what's new and see what you like, which I mean, some of the fun of going to Disney parks is hugging Mickey. Like, you know, we're in, we're in a really weird situation where these things we have to adapt to. Oh, you mean like in that situation where you don't want to be, well, like you mean like guests would actually not be allowed to touch the stuff inside the store. Right, and I or think not, looking, or not. because you're not technically able to in Shanghai, but people are. And I think they're looking at ways where they can facilitate you not doing that. Yeah. Or maybe um, if you reserve your merchandise in advance, they can get you one from the back that hasn't been touched. Right, yeah. It might and also be a, really... a valuable thing for some people who don't want merchandise that's been touched by everyone. Yeah, and they have recently been pretty open about the fact that the Rise of the Resistance boarding groups are being rolled out as virtual queues for quite a lot of attractions. Yeah. Um, which means that you will not have to wait in queue and worry about standing two meters apart in the queue. You will just get told when to go to the attraction yeah. and you'll ride it. I mean, it's the whole like eliminate sting by movement. Right. Are you, are you um, having more chocolate? No. Uh. And they've had mobile order for restaurants for yonks and they've got fast passes mm-hmm. on the app as well, you know. Everything is very digital at Disneyland. I think, and I though, think that Disneyland is, is like where we should be aiming at, but where, where we are compared to there, we are like very much at the start of this massive journey. And like, it would be really cool. It would be really cool, like, if we could, but like, things like, okay, like, 
like home delivery for like certain foods or whatever there's literally no food in Disneyland Paris that I want to eat in Paris in my own home it's like <laughs> no, you mean you I don't want a Nutella cookie all the food I eat, food I eat in Paris is because I can't get anything else that I like better so I'm like I have to eat this um, but I, so I, think... I think I do think though a lot of stuff is like I think where Disneyland's resorts app is now is definitely where we should want to be wanting to be in like maximum a year. Like we want to be where God. they are. What you want to be like? No, but like that because like you can give the team the benefit of the day, but at the end of the day, you just have to knuckle down and get the work done and just make a happen. Is, is 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 this the opportunity though now with what's coming up? How I was then? Is, say, I think is so, this yeah. now the time for well, I don't know, the, the company to go? Closed, money, so they're money. not working. So what the hell, man? Well, the, the app people are working, I think. Like, stuff's been going on the app. Stuff has been going on the app, like, new stuff during this time. Yeah. But I think the issue is that the Disneyland Paris systems are very much not up to date. So That's what I was going to say, yeah. Checking into your hotel. It's a major back-end slash hardware problems for hotels, for FastPass, for merchandise shops, attractions. All those systems are like on MS-DOS or Windows 95, and they're all different systems that are not connected. It Like the FastPass system is like a closed-off system. That oh, just we have some breaking news. Has what? Oh, what is it? What is it? Um, Kevin Mayer has resigned as head of streaming at Disney and has become oh. chief executive of TikTok. Oh, really? What? <laughs> Wait, isn't he the one who like worked on he was the one device? Yeah, he got passed over for the promotion. Yeah, he's resigned effective immediately. Huh. That's a shame because he he was the guy who acquired Marvel. He was the guy who acquired Lucasfilm. He was the guy who acquired Pixar. He he did a lot of stuff. So he's a real loss in my opinion. Well, that's what happens when you, you promote JPEG. Mm-hmm. People don't want to be around someone that's not really appreciated. Especially when your product launch is probably the most successful thing Disney have done for years. Well, here we go. <laughs> anyway, back to the app. Right, back to the app. So we should we could have we could have merchandise reserved in advance so that if you want a Sven plush that hasn't been touched by Patrick, for example. <laughs> They're out of well, stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be mission impossible because I get because you touch get, all of them. <laughs> I get into the back and I'm like, I just jump into them. I'm like, hi. <laughs> I mean, in an ideal world, you should be able to like see a piece of merch in a shop, like order it on the app, and it be in your hotel room. But you know, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, to, time. to go well, back to the question, like now would be an amazing time to have technology up to date and sadly we don't and i think we will be heavily penalized compared to shanghai disney world disneyland Mm -hmm. um i don't think tokyo is really that up to date when it comes to that kind of stuff but they have they are oh they have the new readers that's right what about hong kong does hong kong have those things no hong kong's a bit mad Um, but i think but i feel like we're way behind because the the whole crisis is going to be solved in the u.s thanks to technology i can tell like it's already in progress like there's, there's going to be almost, like Jeff, like you said, they're going to use boarding groups, there's going to be almost no standby, and you're just going to be outside social distance until it is time mm-hmm. for you to go to your attraction. How is that going to work in Paris when you have to, like, 
wipe your AP for 10, 10 minutes on the FastPass machine to get a paper ticket. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to give to someone. Like, how is this going to work? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. I mean, they'll be wearing gloss. For all... They probably will just check, like, make you show the ticket and then have, like, a, a bin where you just throw you in your FastPass. Maybe, yeah. So they don't have to touch it. So that they but, don't have to touch it. But how do you get it issued? How do you what? You yeah, well, I mean, you can you yeah. can swipe your pass, or to have a cast member just manually um, using the key for the fossil machine to like make one come out. I guess if that makes sense. But then you could go again and get so many fast passes if you don't. But use I just think pass. the unfortunate thing, as we see with the cost of my Magic Plus, like to roll that out across this new world costs like four billion. Yeah, like, but I mean, I, there are there I are other think, ways yeah. to do it that are cheaper. I think Disney World was the first to do it, and they had a lot of R and D, and also have they also installed those readers, like those hardwired pole readers everywhere. I think there's definitely ways to make this easier and cheaper with mobile terminals. That if you just give a cast member um, with a mobile terminal at every FastPass entrance, there you go, you can deploy that in resort in one day. Mm-hmm. I think, and I don't know how Shanghai got around this problem, but I'm sure they have it in some way. Um, FastPass distrib- well, fast queuing, not so much distribution, actually, uh, is going to be really tricky in Paris because if you look at Big Thunder Mountain, it either merges into the queue or stands right next to the queue. Uh, and it happens basically everywhere that I can think of. Pizza how about the they same. don't Star use fast at all breaking news just to go on what, what Jeff was saying apparently Rebecca Campbell has been named Disney's chairman of Disney's direct to consumer and international division she's the head oh, of Disney really? and long time Disney exec on. Kevin Meyer who is leaving to be CEO of TikTok Josh DeMauro has been named chairman oh, he Disney got it. He got it. and Josh products yes. yes yes oh, it's good news know. Is this really the right oh. to move people out of resort leadership positions? <laughs> like, um, he was in Walt Disney World for like three months. Yeah, and same for Rebecca Campbell. But now Disneyland doesn't have a head and Walt Disney World doesn't have a head at arguably the time that they need it. Well, isn't Josh DeMauro like someone that is probably the best for the job of like chairman of parks experiences? He and was 100%. I feel like he's like, like, Josh is moving back to California. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Hope he didn't sell his house. <laughs> he probably just Airbnb'd up with Catherine. No, but like, um, <laughs> Campbell will be very good in that job because she, that's what she did in London. Um, so she's essentially like, that's her experience. Yeah, I, I think they're really good moves. Um, I don't know right now is the best time to move people out of resort president positions just because they are right now planning some pretty major stuff. Mm-hmm. But does that mean they take Natasha? I don't know. She's next technically. No, Joe Scott or someone like that will go to Disneyland or Disney World. Um, maybe Natasha's not going well. to Pardon? <laughs> There's no way Natasha's going to Disneyland. Do you think Natasha would get going to Disneyland? I don't know. Like, well, that's how it normally works. Like, it's no, it all works that way. Uh, sorry, I, more breaking I, news. Had... David, <laughs> they do have presidents. So somebody called I don't know these people. Jeff Val is president of Walt Disney World Resort. Jeff Val. And I Ken, Ken Postrock is president of Disneyland. 
What a time good, to be alive. For all the people listening to the podcast on like Thursday. <laughs> yeah, for all the people listening to the podcast on Thursday, they're like, what the hell are these people talking about? But <laughs> on Monday night to get the live. I know. We have what? live breaking news on this show. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? So Jeff Valley was president of Disney Signature Experiences. But who's okay. getting who's getting Disney uh, World? Land. Uh, uh, Je- so Jeff Val was a uh, DCL and stuff like that before. Uh, Ken Hotrock. I don't know. I'm really happy. Right. I'm gonna do some Yeah, he's amazing. He's so good. So so good. Such a good choice. Finally, a if good you, choice. If you don't Jesus. follow Josh tomorrow on Instagram, <sighs> uh, you need to do that because uh, oh. you just see his passion for the product, which is. Amazing, amazing to watch actually uh, the Disney World guy was president of consumer products oh him oh him oh uh, yeah so Josh Tavar great move Rebecca Campbell actually has done some really interesting things she, in her she's very done short so well for herself though like congrats to her yeah it's uh She's done some good stuff. Like no, today's, you know, we're talking about uh, a second ago. We we're talking about home ordering Disneyland food. Now, if you live in the area, Disneyland food is like what all the locals go for. So it just makes sense that that product would be offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you want to get? Do you like the the thing is that they shooting themselves in the foot because if it means you can just get it delivered to your house, it means you don't have to go to the park anymore. But as long as the park's shut, you can't go anyway. No, I mean, like, if they offered it when the park was open, and oh, then. They wouldn't do that, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably just, I like, was... temporary. Oh, like, curbside yeah. pickup, like, if you do that, not to be firm. But see, yeah, also... I think it's a really clever little idea because, you know, it's just easy money, right? I feel like Josh's nomination is really great for us because. As as a Disney Parks fan, what really matters is yeah. who is chairman of Disney Parks. Of course, mm-hmm. Walt Disney Company CEO, very important as well. And he makes very important, big choices for the whole company as a whole. But I feel like for what really interests us, which is kind of like the fine details of the Disney Parks, mm-hmm. um, the chairman of Disney Parks has a lot of leeway and also has a lot of influence over the CEO. And we know Chapik is soft. So hopefully Josh will be able to to bring him some great ideas and to bring a lot of positive Please things come visit us in Paris. that Bob Tippick can then approve. Mm-hmm. And yeah, please and come you, visit Paris. And you know that's going to be a real... Josh, Josh has be... already worked with um, uh, Bob Tippick pretty closely and has done still yeah. good stuff in Disneyland. So And Disney World. So that means real, it's going to be a really good D23 Parks and Resorts next year. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get Josh fun. at D23. That'll be a definitely fun going. one. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. But Josh is now number two. He's like the number two in the Walt Disney Company. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like that's yeah. great. He deserves it. He's yeah, so like great. yeah, he's great. Love him. Like in fifteen in years, theory, he's game, the next one, right? If he if in fifteen years it was his turn to be the CEO, that would be like a good thing for the company. Yeah, and we would all be sitting here and praising the crap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, some good Have news I... at Disney. Michael Colgate, I must be pissed. Um... Well, 
Yeah, so I guess he's still he's still between Josh and Natasha. Natasha, yeah. Mm. Uh, and where, yes, where yes. The, what happened to George Calagri there? Like, well, didn't he get sidelined after some like? But do project? we have a new president for Disney World? Who is it? Yeah, yeah, we the, just we had this a second. The ex head of consumer products, so the head of Disney Store. Okay. So Jeff Jeff Valley. Yeah. This is so good. Okay. I'm, I'm really, I'm really sort of optimistic about this. Yeah, already like all the American fans and Kathleen Bruce so are Ken, really Ken positive. Pot, so Ken Potrock is named president of Disneyland Resort. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this is really good. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah just come visit us in Paris, <laughs> see what's wrong, and... Um, and yeah, so no, Disney fake... World is who? I'm going to make my tweets, so help me. <laughs> okay, I can I can send you a list here. Hold on. No, uh, I, just so need, got... I just need the Disney yeah. World one. So Jeff... Disney World is Jeff Varley, V-A-H-L-E, named president of Walt Disney World Resort. Now the people that are listening on Thursday aren't that mad that they didn't listen on Monday because they're just listening to us. <laughs> this is where you have the news, people. Yeah, mm. you've got Ken Ken Potrock, which okay. is named president of Disneyland Resort. That's P O T R O C K. Ken Potrock. What do we Karim, know about Karim Daniel? Karim Daniel, named president of Consumer Products, Games, and Publishing. That could be a really interesting one, but I don't know who he is. Well, uh, his bio up. Thomas yeah, just... Ma- Thomas Maslum named president of Disney Signature Experiences. Oh, Karit Danielle is president of Walt Disney, uh, president Walt Disney Imagineering Operations, product creation, publishing, games. That's interesting. So okay. that so he Imagineering is in his portfolio. He's no, oversees so global now. design and delivery of all parks, attractions, resort, hotels, cruise ships, manufa- uh, managing world-class talent to create oh, yeah, usual rubbish. He used to be Senior Vice President of Strategy and Business Development for Consumer Products and Interactive Media. Okay. Wow. I don't know this, I don't know this, uh, this uh, Jeff Valley at Disney World. I don't know. Uh, if you're interested, um, dpep.disney.com, they have already updated all the bios. <laughs> okay, because I'm like on the page and they haven't. Oh, uh, they yeah, just, they just, just published it. Hey, that, hey, that Jeff Valley guy was there. Like, uh, Ken Potrock like, still says you know, President of Consumer Products. Or maybe yeah, I need to like. Kareem Danielle is updated. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Oh, no, the actual, the actual leadership page still says Bob Chappelle. <laughs> JPEG. Okay, uh, I think you might have. I don't know. I think going through them at the moment. I don't know. I've 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 done. I'm doing only the. Um, it's, it's you get you get an insight as to what happens in, you know, fan sites when news comes in. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> really yeah, what's yeah. going on. Except you have it live now. Uh, no, I'm only doing the resorts. So I I, put, I just did Jeff Valley for Walt Disney World Resort and Kit Potter well, for. Kareem Danielle is pretty important. I mean, he's looking after Imagineering, so. Is he? Um, oh, Jesus. Wait, the yeah. president of Imagineering has changed as well? 
No, no, no. no so pres- he's overseeing delivery of Imagineering products, whereas Bob so Weiss he, is still president of Imagineering. So, like, Bob Weiss is president of creative, and this guy's president of business, essentially. Okay. Well, I think that's all good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know much about the resort presidents, but... Um, yeah, yeah I don't know much about them people, either. But, um... It's an interesting choice, because normally for those two, they either give it to people who have been presidents of resorts before or worked in that park before, like as the, the Dalcourt. Yeah. Interesting. But that's I'd be interested to see how I the really... resort the resort presidents kind of evolve. Um, but leadership wise, I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's also quite interesting how Rebecca Campbell has been moved out of parks already. Um, that feels weird. But I feel like um, Ken Kevin. She was May cute. She had like a good what, time, what... I think, at the Disneyland Resort. But I mean, I don't know. I can only uh... judge by her Instagram. <laughs> So that that Jeff Valley guy currently oversees facility and operations services for Disney theme parks worldwide. So that might be why they moved him over to Walt oh, Disney World. That makes sense because Disney World is such a machine that you need someone who's who knows a lot about that stuff. And he's also the head of DVC and Olani and DCL and Adventures by oh, Disney. Okay. <laughs> so he did quite a lot. Does he seemed quite competent. Does this mean that basically Natasha is with us until at least event like a campus launches? So they've oh, yeah. co- reconfirmed the roles of Michael Colgaza, um, George Calagridis, Bob Weiss. It's just been reconfirmed. So what about Natasha? The press release makes uh, she's, not she, she's not part of the executive team. She's part because she's under Colgaza. They only view the president of Disneyland, Disney World, as part of the executive team. So oh, snap. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like the only the only way I can see Natasha going anywhere is if Shanghai needs someone because she was part of the creation of that part. She knows about the structure, so that's why I thought if Joe Scott got promoted, then this year might have whipped her off to Shanghai. But yeah, no. Yeah, I think we're stuck with Natasha for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I you know I think she um, she's going to be here to do the dirty work and. Uh, lead the expansion and do all that kind of stuff and then uh, I think eventually um, they'll put someone who'll be maybe a little bit less corporate Ooh. I don't know but I think uh, you know I, someone has to do the hard work and right now it's a pandemic and it's a hard time and there's a lot of like money involved and planning and budgets and you know she might not be like the biggest PR person but I think she knows her way around numbers and around how to manage all this stuff. So maybe she can ensure that we don't, you know, sink uh, at least. And then we'll see. I don't know. I know she's not everyone's favorite, but. No, but I feel like the the good thing about this is because up until recently, like uh, with the, the acquisition of the by the Walt Disney Company of uh, your Disney SCA, I feel like the good thing about this is like this is like I was thinking about this the other day, and maybe I'm exaggerating, but like if we still had the like shareholder system in place, this kind of closure that has been like unplanned and whatever, this closure could have been like fatal for like Disneyland Paris because already things weren't super great. Yeah, could you imagine the share price? Like, could you like? 
because we were already close enough to closing once. Like I was thinking, this could have knocked the resort out like for good. Do you know what I mean? Both so, Disney are really better, and they could have got the buyout for even cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine if if Disney had bought Disneyland Paris like this month, <laughs> they would have had it for like ten euros. Well, the share price was already what like four fifty or something. I think a share. Yeah, something I mean, like that. It could have gone to like in no, the I pennies. Think, I think that's the premium that they paid. I think it was only like one euro fifty. Yeah. Was, yeah. No, they paid two. Euro, they paid no. They paid two euro per share. And that was already worth a lot more than what it was trading at. So I think Ali was right in the fact that it was about 150 or even less. And they paid. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? Like when I feel like when, when the Walt Disney Company bought Disneyland Paris, they were looking for someone. Um, you know, I mean, they, we had Catherine at first, but I think eventually Walt Disney Company was looking for someone who could clean up the accounts. 26 years or 25 years of, you know, shareholder and banks and loans and just messy, messy finances and like, you know, people's too many people in some places, not enough people in other places. I think they needed someone who knew their way around the spreadsheets. And And I think that's the best thing. That's the best thing about Natasha. If she can at least, if she can at least bring like a bit of stability to the books, it means whoever's going to take over from her is going to have a little bit of a clean sheet to work work compared they're gonna, to yeah, they're, they're going to inherit something quite strong and yeah. bring someone creative in next time. And you know, and we were on the way there because before this whole pandemic, uh, on one of the quarters, if I remember it well, we were the only Disney park to be profitable, to turn a profit or to have some kind of positive thing. When like the yeah. US was plagued by the whole Galaxy's Edge problems and Hong Kong was basically shut down by protests and, you know, Shanghai we don't talk about because I don't think it makes money. And then it was Paris who was just giving profits yeah. that, we, that we paid for with all the little purchases, but hey. <laughs> um, so Paris was sitting at about five years of share for quite a long time. Who's, who's rearranging their house behind the... It's me getting ah, a drink. Okay. <laughs> Is it alcoholic? Maybe. Oh, good. Here you go. <laughs> All right. See? TLP Report Podcast After Dark, Episode 1. <laughs> cheers, cheers, babe. Um, okay, well, see? Um, great news tonight very happy about all these choices i don't even know if we have any more questions or if we should just like end on this like great note. basically if we stay it's a big on the, high yeah it's a big if high. we stay on the air long enough some news will eventually just have to happen <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna be we're just gonna be live for 24 hours a day now and eventually you'll get some breaking news well we're quite lucky because we're usually finished by about now so yeah. yeah, I mean, we've been going for two and a half hours, so I think I think uh, on this on this news, I think it'd be a good um, time to close the show. Yes? No? Yes? Anyone else? Yeah. 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 All right. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, Viv, Viv already has like her you know end of show cocktail and uh, ready to go. So the last song that Someone we have. Replied with a cropped picture of Philippe Gass's face too. I know. Someone replied to my tweet with like Philippe Gass's smile. <laughs> he does have a bit of a Philippe Gass smile, but no one can replace Philippe Gass's smile. You need <laughs> the to Colgate be, smile. Yeah, you need to be over tan all the time and, um, <laughs> and have extra white teeth. 
The day the day he left was the day that France's Colgate shares crashed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, before we go, Jeff, uh, I have not forgotten your song. This yeah, is going to be maybe. our last song. I'm sorry, Elliot had picked Forest of Enchantment, but you know maybe we can play it next week. Um, Jeff, what is your music? What is this? Sorry, I'm sorry. What is your song? Um, so it's Mulan and the Ancestors from the 19, I want to say 98 show Mulan la Legende, which was at Videopolis Theatre, which was a really amazing show. Um, you should definitely try and find it on YouTube because it's, it involves a lot of acrobatics and I, I think it's a really just amazing show. So go watch it because it's great, but here's some music from it. So it's the entire show is about Mulan? Of course, yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder if I've seen it. What year was it again? Uh, 98 to, I think, 01-ish. Mm, I might have missed that one. I don't know. All right. Good choice. Well, thank you, everyone. And welcome, Josh, to the chairman. Uh, no. Now he's going to get to deal oh, with yeah. Paris. Josh now looks over us as well. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, you know, from a distance. But still, I think he's going to have quite an influence on a lot of choices that are going to be made in Paris, just like Tepic did back in the day. Um, so, yeah. Good news. All right. Please br bring your passion for food, Josh. Uh, yes. <laughs> and themed environment and uh, street entertainment. I don't know. Let's not start the list. Maybe we can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> in, in next week's show, we're going to work on a list of wishes for uh, Josh. That'd be wishes. Cool. Yeah. Wishes. <laughs> next, All right. On that note, have a good evening. And thank you, everyone, for joining. And uh, we will see you next week. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye. Bye.